This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. We are excited because today we are going to be doing a Jubilee Middle Ground. You know them, you love them, we react to them. And this episode is going to be conservative lesbians versus liberal lesbians. And we already kind of did an episode where it was like former LGBT versus current LGBT, and that was interesting. We got into that discussion, but this is going to be far more ideologically driven, far more political, I believe, in the conversation that we have, and I recognize two faces from this video, but we'll get to that in just a second. Of course, as always, we have Taylor in Nashville. What's up, guys? Happy Wednesday. Are you ready to talk about lesbianism, Taylor? <laughs> yeah, always. I mean, you know, it's, it's a Wednesday, so that's that's the day to talk about it. No, uh, yeah, I saw somebody in the chat said that they've done their homework. They already watched the video, so I'm glad you guys are ready to go. And uh, let's get into this. It's going to be a little bit of a long one, but it uh, should be a good ride. It is. You you guys always hate when I skip certain prompts for the sake of brevity, so we're going to watch the entire middle ground. So y'all better stick around for the full thing <laughs> if I'm going to be here doing this. Let's get straight into it. Everybody gets to live the same Tell way. Tell me what you. rights we don't have. What laws that we don't have. Girl, I'm gonna send you. No, I so want to know. So I want to know. Say it out. No, if I, you're gonna sit here and rights? tell us that we're missing rights, that we are not allowed to exist. What do gay and trans rights? Tell me. We are approaching the 150th Retro. episode of Middle Ground, and we need your help to continue making more episodes. Join our Middle Ground Patreon community and help us write the future of Middle Ground. The LGBTQIA plus community has moved too far to the left. Oof. Walking forward on that 100 uh, percent. There's just like a million different things under the umbrella these days, a million different arguments being had. You all know that I feel that the entire LGBTQ acronym needs to be disbanded just because it does not make sense anymore to lump all these different groups of individuals together. And I think it's a useful tool because now you get to put forward a whole message based on the LGBTQIA 2S plus community. But there are some clear distinctions to be made between these different identities, orientations, and they should no longer be bulked together. And we know that there are LGBT people who are liberal, there are those who are leftist, there are those who are conservative. So the fact that the entire group itself is labeled as this sort of left-leaning entity is just inherently wrong, and it does not make sense to me. So those are my thoughts. You know, I'm going to agree with you on that. And to, to your point, th these 
labels have become so all-encompassing that it's not just about wanting to live at peace and be able to be yourself and uh, be do whatever you want to do with your life as a consenting adult or whatever it may be. There's there's become so much baggage attached to this movement, and it's really become this all-encompassing brand for activism um, that even much of which has nothing to do with just your sexuality or your ability to live freely as a person. So yeah. I'm totally with you on it's gone too far. And it looks like 96% of the audience so far is also uh, in agreement. Yep. The poll says LGBTQIA plus community has moved too far left. The top option is agree. Bottom option is disagree. For those of you who cannot see it, let's continue watching. Girl. How many letters are there? How many? A hundred? It's difficult because, you know, I think what was once like a very loving and accepted community has pushed so far to the left that, you know, we're seeing this massive pendulum swing that is coming back the other direction that is going to put our entire community, unfortunately, in danger because- It already has. It, it already has because it has gone so far to the left rather than being a good common sense middle ground that now people who did not used to carry a prejudice against us or have an issue with our community are suddenly finding themselves to have prejudice against the LGBTQ community. We have prejudice against ourselves. That's, that's true. Even <laughs> yes. I'm developing, developing a prejudice. Yeah, like I can't point. stand lesbians now. <laughs> like, Dude, that's how, that's how I feel sometimes when certain issues come up, like when the black community gets lumped together and now like there's this message on behalf of the black community, I as a half black person, I'm like, oh, I don't, I, I don't mess with that anymore. It's, it's making me build prejudice towards my own community. And I'm sure you guys have your own examples of exactly that happening. And again, this is the treachery of, of lumping all these different groups together. There are people who are totally cool with you being lesbian, gay, bi. I don't happen to care about anybody's sexuality. But then you start talking about like trans kids and gender theory this and the gender spectrum that. And I go, well, I'm, I'm not vibing with that. I, I'm not in, in line with that. But it's lumped in with the LGBT. So people are going to make the association that a lot of these more bad or nefarious ideas are just lumped under the entire LGBTQIA umbrella, which I think is the point that they're getting at there, that the pendulum keeps swinging, things keep getting added, there's a new letter in, in the acronym every week, and you just can't keep up at, at some point. Like, there are people here, and I'm not, I won't call out individuals, but there are people here that I was friends with, that I literally went on vacations with, in that have ways. unfriended me, unfollowed me, just for simply standing up to or standing up for uh, young lesbians and gay men who are calling themselves all these other genders or because I'm not for children transitioning or just because I voted for Trump, <laughs> you know? And it's a shame because we want to be, we, we don't want to be rather, we don't want to be a hive mind, right? We are, like the whole point of being, the, one of the points of us being lesbians is that we're different. Yeah. We have different outlooks on life. We have different talents. I feel like with a lot of marginalized groups, the biggest downfalls to them is simply when usually outside groups create division, a left and a right. The left doesn't accept the right, the right doesn't accept the left, and then that divides all of us. Instead of being one powerful group, it just crumbles, we're divided. I think it's unfortunate that sexuality is tied to a you know political outlook mm -hmm. to begin with. That is no longer like, oh, Republicans don't want gay people to exist. Like, that's not a thing anymore. And I think it's right. so unfortunate how politicized our entire community has become. It is. I think it's Three important points. to note that we're here calling ourselves conservative lesbians, but we're really, like some of us aren't really conservatives. 
we're just non-leftists. <laughs> and we haven't really moved. Like, people call me a grifter or whatever they want to call me. I haven't moved over the years. I've been stagnant. Like, I've, I've, I am set in my morals. I'm in my mid-30s. Like, I know where I'm at. And people, mainly the LGBT, whatever community, moved further and further left. I stayed where I was. And somehow I was the one that was ostracized. And it's so true. You know, as, as one side continues to get more extreme, of course, the other side is going to react with its own form of extremism and things will get more and more polarized. But also the people who once identified with that side as being, you know, left leaning or, or liberal, they're going to go, oh, I, I don't agree with you anymore. And as you move further left and you get more extreme, and this is the same for vice versa as people move farther right, that person who was always in the middle is going to look more and more extreme from your point of view, but you're the one who's moving and, and they're not. And I think a lot of people have experienced that. I personally experienced that with leftism. And it's just a sign of the times that more and more people are starting to feel that way as more of these views are shared and people tend to become more extreme and radicalized on either side of the spectrum here. And I, I recognize Ariel, not because, you know, our, our current landscapes tend to overlap a little bit in what we talk about, but from like back in the day, YouTube, back when I was on YouTube and probably shouldn't have been watching Ariel's videos, I found Ariel's videos and Ariel talks about being a lesbian. Some of her videos are kind of sexual in nature. And I think you're going to find that uh, another guest whose face I also recognize used to make YouTube videos with Ariel, but we'll get to that in a moment. And she states that they used to be friends, used to go on vacations together. So it's weird to see these two faces that I recognize from an earlier time period in YouTube come together to debate these issues and get quite contentious. Well, that's because what used to be moderate is now considered conservative. conservative. And what used to be your general liberal, which I think a lot of us at one point probably aligned ourselves with, is no longer that. It is so far past that, which, you know, I had to draw a hard line. I'm not with this anymore. We all can have different beliefs. You can be this race and still think this way or be this uh be gay and think this way so it's just really sad to see and i feel like you know we our community has been used so much to push other things like 100%. we're being used as a shield so everyone queers for palestine really really go to palestine as a queer person see what happens <laughs> somebody's okay. gonna have to sit next to me <laughs> Conservatism itself means that you like the things that are going now and that traditionally it's going good for you, for us. Um, I personally disagree with that because of the things that I have been through. Um, the discrimination from everyone, doesn't matter whether they're left or right or you know not part of the community, mm -hmm. is not working for us. It's not working for me at least. Can I ask you a question? Sorry, mm -hmm. I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah, for sure. You know how they, the left, people on the left have redefined the word woman? What they do you mean by that? A lot of people, a lot of people that identify on the far left, LGBT or not, have redefined the word woman to mean basically anything. Yeah, I'm not so, binary. I use they them pronouns. So, yeah, so there you go. Okay, so you so you have changed of, of the meaning or of the whatever, right? Conservatism is just the opposite of leftism at this point, okay. as far as I'm concerned. So I just want to make sure that so that is. So what are you known. saying? The opposite of leftism? Could you? Cons the new age conservatives are really old age libertarians or like moderates or just classic liberals for the most part. So I just, just to make sure like we're on the same page a little bit. You yeah, know what I exactly. Mean? So what I'm saying is that because we are growing, if you want to include more people, because technically the lesbian flag has changed to an orange stripe for non-men such as myself. 
see, I knew we were going to get into this, <laughs> but how is that possible? How do you have they, them pronouns, but you still identify as a lesbian? And I cannot be the only one who feels this way. And I know I'm a straighty just watching from the outside or whatever, but how is it that you are calling yourself a non-man, which is not the same thing as being a woman? And in fact, I think it's quite insulting towards women. We'll break that down in just a minute. But you're referring to yourself as a non-man. You are saying that your pronouns are they, them but still identifying with a sexual orientation that is lesbian, which means a woman attracted to a woman, not a non-man attracted to a non-man as, you know, uh, John Hopkins University wants to, wants to say, it is a woman attracted to a woman. How, logistically, how does that work? And I think when we get down to the bottom of it, the answer is just gonna be, well, anybody can call themselves a lesbian and we will just accept you because that's what you get to do these days. Words don't have definitions anymore that are clear and distinct. It's a free-for-all where anybody can be anything and we just allow you to be part of the group. But I'm curious how they would feel about maybe a cis man saying, oh, I identify as lesbian, which men do all the time and used to insult lesbians and used to insult women. But now that's going to be okay because you can just take on self-identification. I still identify as a lesbian. I'm still here. Can I ask you how you identify as a lesbian when you're not a woman? Because I'm not. I'm a non-man. Because that... that's a terrible definition, in my opinion. But, but that's that's fine. You're allowed to believe what you believe because I believe in freedom of speech. But so I believe in including everyone. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what other people go by. I think that being left and having this conversation go to left means that we don't care anymore. We, everyone can be a part of the mm -hmm. community, no matter who you are. Labels don't matter as much as you know they did back then. Be okay, so let's just get rid of language, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just speak in Simlish at this point because if if everybody can be anything at any given moment and words have no meanings, then you get rid of the word because it's no longer a word. The very function of a word is to have a clear and distinct definition so that we can communicate with one another and know exactly what we're talking about. Now, if I told you lesbian five, 10 years ago, you would know that I'm referring to a biological woman who is in love with or attracted to other women. But now I say the word lesbian and you could be thinking of a biological woman, a non-binary woman, a non-man, a trans woman, even men apparently, I guess, since every Everyone can be included under this name. You see how the word loses its meaning, loses its structure. Right. And the purpose of language itself is to convey meaning. So when words lose their meaning, like when you just arbitrarily change the definition of a word, that has second order consequences and it destabilizes society. It destabilizes our ability to communicate with one another and know. And like the, the word woman, the word lesbian, these are things that we the broader population has known what they mean for millennia now. Uh, and whenever you introduce a brand new definition just because it fits your identity, that's sort of an act of imposing uh, a new ideology on the rest of people. And you don't feel like it. And they position it as we're the victim here and I'm, I'm the victim of an oppressive society. Therefore, this oppressive society needs to adopt my new terminology. Uh, but the reality is those definitions and the meaning that we've agreed upon uh, that these words have is rooted in things like biology and rooted in things like enlightenment rationalism and uh, Western tradition. And that those are tried and true 
things that we have built successful civilization on. And it is a much deeper thing than just, oh, well, I want to feel affirmed in my life choices. Therefore, everyone must use these new pronouns or must change the definition of words that they've been using for literally millennia. Right. And I'm just, I, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be rude in saying this, but like you, you're not, you're not unique. Like you're not something other than a man or a woman. And of course we have the exception of intersex people. And I'm sure we'll get into that in this video, but you don't get to just like come in and say, I'm a they, them. In fact, actually you can, you can adopt that personally for yourself, but you don't get to tell other people that they now must refer to you as such. And they now must accept you under the lesbian umbrella or the LGBTQ plus umbrella, simply because you have chosen that you are a, a more unique person than every other human being that has ever existed in history. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta be real. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> because it was only the LGB. When we're moving towards the left, we're moving towards the, you know, the future, including more people. Sometimes gatekeeping is a good thing, though. Yeah. And sometimes segregation is a good thing. Why? Well, <laughs> why? Well, how? Okay. So no, you're no, saying, I'm talking a lot. Yeah. You're saying that like you guys are opening, accepting more, Absolutely. everything like that. So where's the where's the line then? Because then we have there straight no people. Line. So so then. Why have a community if there's everybody's in the community? If you self-identify in the community, then we're all there for each other. Doesn't if if you're straight and you identify as straight, you are not part of the community. I do not identify as straight. I identify as a non-binary lesbian because the lesbian community has accepted me because I don't feel comfortable in my gender identity because growing up I didn't feel, you know, accepted in the lesbian community. So now that we're moving left and we're accepting more people into it, I'm finally accepted in the community. People, you know, actually do accept non-binary lesbians. There's a seems to be a very clear uh, want from this person to just be accepted, 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 accepted. I wanted to be accepted by a group of people. I wasn't accepted when I was younger. Now I am. You don't need everybody's acceptance, baby girl. We can just chill and figure out who we are and how we express ourselves as a woman and go on about our business. And if you're a woman who likes to dress more mask and you are interested in other women, totally cool. I don't know why we have to go forward in saying, you know, I'm non-binary, they, them, I'm also lesbian, I'm waiting to be accepted by this group of people who does or does not want me to be a part of their group. And it, it, you just get bogged down in this back and forth of wanting to be accepted when no entire group of people is ever going to accept you fully. There will be people who do and people who don't. And this is the issue with lumping all of these individuals together. When you listen to these eight women who are talking to one another, you're going to find that there's a lot of incongruence in the way they feel about the lesbian community and the ideas that they have and the ideology that they carry. Yet they're all supposed to be housed under the lesbian or LGBTQ umbrella makes no sense and all based off of the people that they're attracted to which i have a feeling with now non-binary people entering the mix and trans people they're not even going to be able to agree on the group of people that they are attracted to because i guarantee some of these women even just for the sake of virtue signaling are gonna say i'm interested in dating uh, a trans woman which is dating a biological man <laughs> so are you even like what what is going on what's going on here Okay. If you don't identify as a woman, and a lesbian is a woman who loves another woman, then why would you not identify mm -hmm. as queer? And yes, we're going to labels here, but like genuine curiosity, I'm trying to understand 
because if a lesbian is no longer a woman who's sexually attracted to another woman, then a lesbian can be anybody. Anything. Anybody. A man. Which is a literally man. what's happening yes. in, in the world it, right now. That's the problem. Like there straight up dudes be. that are not trans women, straight up dudes going on lesbian dating apps oh, yeah. and, and calling us transphobic and... Yep. I think there's a bit of a gray area there. If I'm, Sorry to interrupt, no, no, correct please. me if I'm wrong. I, I'm under the impression that with non-binary lesbians, there's a bit of a gray area because uh, you can often have a very similar experience than um, a, a woman who is a lesbian being non-binary because if you... Um, because we're all female? You can well, say if it, you're okay. a, yeah, if you're assigned female at birth and you date women and you before you knew you were non-binary, you were all um, would imagine you were often in lesbian spaces and that's what you identified with. So why should you be excluded from that community just because now you know you are non-binary, for example? I think, like colloquially speaking, like now we define lesbian as being like non-men loving non-men. I, I think there's a very small subset of people that define it that way. I, I, just people, yeah, I mean, like, um, people I, that I'm just being honest. Oh yeah, that's no, just different, different circles. Like, people different who have, circles. yeah, absolutely. But I think also like language is always conformed around our people and communities. Like being trans and being non-binary is not a new thing. This has existed mm -hmm. in like pre-modern society. It's not new. Um, it's always existed, and language is always conformed around people. non-binary is definitely new. People. Like, we don't make things up and then people start identifying as them. Like, we can form language to fit identity. And, like, it's always been that way. Although I do think people make up words and say that. That's also... I mean, they most definitely do. Like, what do you mean? Like, uh, there's, like, pansexual, demisexual, demiboy, femboy. You know, there's all these different iterations of different versions of sexualities that we have quite literally picked out of thin air and created and people are now identifying as where universities now when you go to and they ask you your sexual orientation or they ask for your your gender identity there's now a hundred long list of of different things that you can pick and you really think we're not making we're not making this stuff up <laughs> We are most definitely making stuff up. I see like the, the pronoun girl on TikTok who we've done videos about who just randomly picks different neo pronouns that you can now use as an individual. I'm curious how they feel about that. We are picking these things out of thin air and people are identifying with them. So I'm sorry. No, that's do. also true. There's, there's, there's a hundred genders now. A million genders <laughs> that people have literally just made up. It did not frog, exist. Frog, frog self. What does it affect you What other people identify? I, it doesn't. I don't. I it don't care. If I'm they self-identify. Yeah, absolutely. Self-identify as a potato. I feel like a um, it does affect you in that the definitions of words mean nothing now. And now men can enter women's spaces at any point that they please. You know, just all fully separate of words meaning nothing now. It, it does have real tangible effects on the lives of other people. And we've seen this time and time again. So I don't need to go through the whole laundry list of where this happens. But just think about what happens when man and woman means nothing anymore. Of course, it's going to affect lesbian people, gay people, bi people. It's going to affect women. It's going to affect men even. And these have very tangible effects. And now, of course, you can self-identify yourself and say, oh, I go by they, them, and I'm just going to live my life like a normal person. And I'm not going to push that on anybody. But you'll find that that Typically is not the case for people who take on these identities. Now they're compelling people's speech. Now they're saying, I need to use a specific bathroom. Now they want to enter the women's section in the spa. Now they're telling you how they should be referred to and what is, what is disrespectful. Our medical documents are changing. Sports are changing. Laws are changing based on, you know, discrimination and how we help these people move comfortably through society. So... It, that's an answer as to how other people are affected by these new identities that are popping up and people are just radically taking on for themselves.
Yeah, and I think there's an interesting point here about, sorry, the nature of this word acceptance that they keep using. I mean, when, when if your definition of acceptance, when you say that, requires other people to change their language that they've been using, requires society to make large scale changes to how things are defined, how women's spaces are defined, then that's not really acceptance that you're looking for when it's only acceptance on your terms. Right. And, you know, we, we have this notion of tolerance that you don't really hear much about anymore, but that's kind of this ethic of let's agree to disagree. We may not agree on everything, you know, that famous line, uh, I, I, uh, was it I won't defend you I'll defend your right to free speech you know I might not agree with everything you say but I'll defend your right to say it um those are ideas that you can have a successful cohesive society gone that's pro uh, society on that is pluralistic in nature you have different people different groups represented but when one group says you must accept me or this is discriminatory and this whole society and this whole system is uh morally delegitimized and it's corrupt uh and the people who disagree are these bad people who don't serve a seat at the table anymore the, that's that's not a good faith effort at integrating and creating a society that works for everybody. So I think most people are ter- perfectly willing to be tolerant and accepting in the sense of you can do whatever you want to do with your life. Just don't, in your definition of acceptance, require me to have compelled speech to use certain terms to redefine things that have existed for millennia. Right, 100%. Small group has become the example. There's a small group of left and there's a small group of right that are louder than everybody else and then everybody else is being forgotten. Absolutely. I think one thing that separated us is that I think you often, and I'm not trying to just point out, but since I am the friend of yours, that I cannot longer support you because you don't support me, right? If you- How do I, how do I- I'm I'm explaining, right? Because I believe that when you use your voice, you you were coming from a place of privilege without realizing that the things that you were sharing were negatively attacking me and my lifestyle. You are able to have privilege because you don't show up like I show up. You're not a woman of color, you're you're not masculine. So it's easy for you to say, oh yeah, this is okay, but you're not realizing that you're forgetting me and my existence and what I might need. We're under attack. LGBTQIA plus is under attack. We have 650 plus anti-LGBTQ bills attacking our existence. A lot of y'all talk about, oh, how, oh, it's mostly attacking trans kids, which we all should be pissed. If anybody's attacking our kids, we should all be pissed. But 350 plus attacking the LGB, which y'all want to just emphasize and say, everybody else, doesn't count it's it's this but we are all being attacked and so for you to not see that is privilege it's just wild to me you hear this like thrown out all the time there's this many bills against lgbtq people and i have not gone through and read all all 600 of the bills that are being referenced here to be honest uh but what i can and neither has she probably right and, and neither has she because we'll see if she references any of the bills that she's actually referring to i'm i'm really racking my brain tell me where lgbtq people are being attacked and again we can separate trans kids because that's a whole different discussion where kids should have never been involved in the first place and this whole talk of gender with children should have never happened in the first place but please like enumerate it like let me know where this is actually happening and where lgbtq rights are being rolled over because i can't think of a single example and maybe it's because i'm not a part of that community but nothing is coming to mind 
Yeah. And just to substantiate this a little bit, I mean, I did do a quick Google search and look for this talking point because that's basically what it is. It's a it's a talking point about the six, this 650 number that's been assembled in this report by this, of course, like leftist activist gender uh gender activist uh, organization. And when you look at some of the the nature of these bills, of course, it's the stuff that you'd expect. It's the, they call them book bans, but that's, you know, not wanting to have porn in school libraries available to children in mm-hmm. general. Uh, it's talking about uh, laws where teachers have to notify parents when their child comes in and says, I want to be called by a different gender or be called by a different name, uh, banning things like transition closets, laws against like public indecency, uh, things that are mostly reasonable if you actually look into the substance of them like Kamala's famously had that debate about on the gay don't say gay bill with a college student not too long ago right so these are pretty reasonable things and that's that's kind of what we're uh talking about here and this is what happens when you put them all under the same acronym they get to lump all these bills together and say what a large what a large scale attack uh is being levied against us because they don't want drag queens in in this state to be you know performing sexual acts in front of children or they don't want pornographic books in this state or in Florida they passed the parental rights and education bill we'll lump that in and then we'll throw out the number 650 whatever and say that we're being attacked nationwide but guarantee This girl cannot give you an example of how she is personally being oppressed in this country and most definitely not on a systemic level. And just one more thought here is that um, a lot the emergence of so many bills in this short amount of time in recent years is really a response to a lot of the activism that we've seen in recent years when it comes to, uh, you know, you pull up the libs of TikTok feed and see what teachers are doing in classrooms. And this new emergence of, you know, ever since like the gay marriage was passed, then what became the new activist talking point? It was the trans issues. And with the proliferation of uh, trans activism, I think a lot of these bills are emerging in response to that. So they, they frame it as though people just hate trans people and there's this big attack against trans people. But in reality, it's actually the activism that is generating a response. Yeah, which is why gay people are like, if y'all could have just chilled and let us live our normal lives instead of bringing up all this other stuff and lumping us all together, everything would have been fine. But now people are acting in response to the things that you're doing. And these are pretty reasonable responses, as Taylor pointed out. And I think that I, I just really need you to understand that. Would you like to comment as a woman of color? Yeah, absolutely. So what, what laws are affecting lesbian women of color? In Florida right now, um, if there's a lesbian couple, because there's a lesbian couple that are going through this right now. Um, right now, if somebody calls the cops on a lesbian couple see, saying that they're being inappropriate, um, they could face jail time you just know, for someone calling them and having to go through. Children, I don't know I if that's totally true. If that, that is, true. If that is, is then, then you text me because I'll go but to the same I've never myself. heard it of is that. True. And th- yeah, let's hear this law and then let's see what is labeled as being inappropriate. If it's actual lewd and lascivious acts that are being, you know, performed in public, which would be the same for straight people, it would be the same for a guy who whips it out and pees on the street. If that's the type of law that we're talking about, and it doesn't specifically say like two women in, in engaging in these acts or something like that, or like two women kissing or something, something benign, then come on now. Like, are we are we living in in a shared reality, in a shared space right now where we're being so for real right now? Because 
<laughs> I just don't, I just don't think it exists. I just don't think it exists. And I'm pretty sure Ariel right here in the kind of like rainbowy flannel, pretty sure Ariel lives in the state of Florida and is a lesbian living in the state of Florida. I'm sure many of them have, have been to the state of Florida living their normal lives where, uh, which, in, which of course PDA would be involved to some degree. And they're all here uh, living, living freely. Not hearing about lesbians being locked up for kissing. Not many. I, I would love to hear all of these laws that are affecting me. As I, I am, I am an American, and I have every right as everybody else does. I have nothing stopping me from getting married, owning my own home, starting my own business. Nothing. As, okay. uh, raising okay. kids. That's privilege. That, how is that privilege? But how she's also privilege? a person of color. I'm a person, a of, person color. of color. I know, but you <laughs> so show up differently than I do. How? But. You're going to hear this every time, like when there's no other excuse to be able to lean on because they are in the exact same camp as you are, they will say, you just show up in the world differently than I do. You are perceived differently than I do. We, we dress different. You dress more, you know, feminine. I dress more masculine. That's why I'm so oppressed. And it's because they cannot rationalize what you are saying and must defer to their identity. And more so than anything, her identity is being depressed, uh, being oppressed. She is not, uh, you know, so strongly attached to lesbianism as she is to the idea of her own oppression. So no matter what you give her, no matter what you tell her, she will find a way through the her very own map that she's created to get back to to discrimination. It will always be the answer, no matter what you tell her, no matter what facts you put in front of her face. So you but present what, like your then has no, no Wait, effect so, on that. So since you- And being black. I, I am also black. So what, I'm black and Hispanic, so- Wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> Wasn't expecting her to say I'm also black. <laughs> what? Me too. What, what laws are different for you? I would like okay, to- Okay, well, if you want to talk afterward, I got you. Okay. I am on the board of Lambda Legal. We're fighting these 650 plus anti-LGBTQ okay. bills. I have a list for you. Also, there's so many documentaries. The thing is, I- Right, right. So, so let's not substantiate it on the platform that is meant for substantiating your ideas. Let's not give you an actual example, a, a single example of the oppression that we're facing in this country, even though she states that it is her entire job, her entire occupation is fighting these laws. She can't name a single one specifically to give to these people as evidence as to how she is oppressed, which tells you that her identity is in fact not lesbianism. That might be a secondary identity for her, but her number one identity characteristic is I am oppressed. I think what you're, you're you want to just battle with me instead of understanding that we just live differently. Our experiences are different. Sure, that's, so all I'm asking y'all to do is understand that. We're trying I'm to not understand. trying to take away from no, you not. and whatever, but being able to be in that mindset without understanding somebody else's experience is privilege. And that's what I'm trying I, to get y'all to understand. I, if I could butt in real oh, quick, sure, I just, right. I want to go back to what, you know, earlier. I have to pause. I have to go in on this girl a little bit more. I, I want to show you how masterful her her rhetoric actually is, even though it can sound quite ridiculous. As soon as you uh, feel yourself pinned down in an argument or you're like backed into a corner, the best thing that you can do is go is look at the person and say, you carry inherent privilege. You are inherently uh, the oppressor. I am inherently the oppressed. I was born into the life of being oppressed. You were born into the life of privilege. Once you've lay that foundation and that is like an agreed upon fact at least in your own mind there is nothing that they can do to beat you in this argument for they could never step into your shoes they can never understand your lack of privilege for they have not lived it and you win every argument 
or at the very least, you've derailed every single argument because they can no in no way understand the lack of privilege that you have. So that's how masterful it is to say, you know, I live a completely different experience than you. While it is true, it completely just swipes the board and like rips the rug out from under them in trying to find middle ground or trying to attack some of the the ideas that you are putting forward that may be false. So very interesting tactic. And I know the tactic because I've used it. And uh, when I I was a leftist. I used to do that shit all the time to people. And <laughs> it's just an attempt at sort of just bobbing and weaving from the questions that they're actually asking you. Remember, the original question was tell me how you are more oppressed than I am or tell me a law or, or some form of progress that we need to work on as a society to make us more equal. Notice how that question was never answered, but we've established who's oppressed and who's the oppressor you guys were saying, you know, kind of the LGB, blah, blah, blah. That's also not caring about the rest of the humans that self-identify as those people. We want to respect those people. Even if we don't agree with them, we're still going to respect them no matter what. You know, I may not agree with you guys, but I'm still going to respect you and what you self-identify as, which hopefully you will do the same to us, which is what you're saying that the left is becoming right. That makes no sense because we're trying to advocate for the change. The right is advocating for keeping things the oh, way I they are. That. Why we're running Hilarious. into all of these anti-LGBTQ legislation, as you put it, is because Things have gone so far liberal that now we're facing this backlash from the traditional ultra-right community, which is why all of these bills are coming up, which is endangering our community as a whole. And I think that that is the basis of this. We have gone too far this way, and now this side is coming back to fight us. I think there has been a lot of progress in the last few years, well, few decades, and there is definitely a backlash from the far right because of that. But I don't think the solution to that is to say, oh, let's go back and be less progressive. Yeah. I I think we just need to carry on and there will be backlash, but eventually those people will just get oh, used to it. But See, this is, we're, we're getting words really mixed up. I think they are confused as to what progress means, or at the very least have a very different definition of progress. Just because things change and new things pop up and new, new identities pop up and we start pushing for more le legislation does not mean that you are making progress, right? You could be doing all these things and making new identities and making people feel included or creating a new trans this or a non-binary that, and you could actually be regressing as a society. Even though new changes are popping up and you feel like you're doing something good, you could be doing quite the opposite. So just because you're changing things and like making new identities does not mean that you are actually the progressive side uh, of society. And I think we got that mixed up somewhere and they were very, uh, masterful in labeling themselves as progressive because it makes anything that they do inherently good because we are the progressives. We are the ones who are constantly pushing for change and change, no matter what that change is, is good. Right, guys? It's not right. And by the same token, they're saying that conservatives are people who want things to stay the same by definition, right. and they're trying to uphold the oppressive status quo, and therefore they're bad. And it's just a very simplistic way of thinking and painting, painting with an extremely broad brush. Whereas yep. if you have any degree of nuance, it's like there are some things that, depending on where you are in history, uh, may be worth holding on to and some things that you need to let go of. And yep. uh, I think... It, historically, the, the United States and a lot of Western civilization is based on some very fundamental ideas about equality, about the, you know, people having equal value and worth uh, being created in God's image. There's lots of just inherent 
uh, deep truths that we are trying to preserve the spirit of because mm-hmm. the alternative to a lot of those is, well, uh, this group is more oppressive than that group and and we need to tear down this thing. And then you, every society that's tried to be built on that ideology ends up being uh, some sort of totalitarian regime or you know murderous failure. And th- that's what we're trying to avoid. I think there's just a lack of uh, perspective and very much uh, just a a thinking inside of the box of identity politics that is informing this. And you're, you're not realizing that there are things like you're saying that you can call progressive that are actually regressive, that are harmful to civilization, harmful to uh, fundamental human rights and and such. Uh, Just like there are things that uh, are conservative that can be good to conserve. Yeah. And we're going to find out just how regressive these things are, because this conversation is going to get so convoluted with all the different new identities that you can't even have the conversation anymore. And that is regression. If you've changed the meaning of words and identities and expanded them so much that you can no longer have a fruitful conversation between two different groups of people, you have regressed as a society. I think it is a shame to be so divided because that can't be good for the the community. That's true. But and we also have to take accountability for our own community. Like, we aren't above anybody else. We're not, we're, we need to take accountability and call out when it happens. We can't sit here and just be like, oh, poor me, poor me, our community, everyone hates us. Like, what are we doing? Why are we, why, why are, we bringing why are these laws ourselves? coming up? So m- most of the laws that are coming up and the reason why acceptance of us has gone down Women is, and children are being targeted. When you, that's it. Don't mess with the women and children. women and children, that's not an attack against our community. That's people defending their group of people. You come for someone's kids, there's going to be lots of laws, and I hope that there would. Sorry, you come from women's spaces. I hope those women are going. To, there's going to be laws. It's not an attack on us. It's an attack on these things happening and why ex- our acceptance is going down so much. And I, I think, like at, at any point, or you know, at any point in history, something was once considered like too progressive, too mm-hmm. radical. Yeah. And so, like in this moment, like you believe that, which is why I believe that like, I'm so progressive because in this moment, like this may seem too progressive or too radical or too out there. And in 20 years from now. Like maybe, you know, we'll be saying like, oh my gosh, our kids, they're so left and they're so progressive and they're so radical. And like, we'll feel like they're taking that charge and like they're pushing for And so like, but like, you know, at a time like wearing pants was so radical and like you're all wearing Mm -hmm. pants except for me. Like at a time like that was, that would have been insane. Right. Let's not equate wearing pants to like children lopping off their breast tissue and getting sex reassignment surgery. Can we please not uh, equate those two things? It's just like, oh, you know, there was a time when people didn't see wearing pants as progressive. I can understand why somebody might have that point of view. And that's how they're justifying the, the current things that they believe in. But my goodness, progress has to be coupled with rationality. And if you've lost rationality in the progressive things that you're asking for, they are in fact not progressive. Right? But like, like at this moment in time, like, you know, you're sitting there saying that we're being too progressive and like too radical, but like there was a point in time when what you're all doing, what you're all wearing, what you're all saying would have been too progressive or too radical. I feel like, co- I feel like comparing what somebody's wearing to transitioning kids. Harming children. Is a big, yeah. How a big difference. I was just We can get into that in a sec, but the point is like, Although you guys are saying, oh, be progressive, be open to everybody, let anything happen, let anything go. It's like when no. kids are, well, that's kind of what she just said. Things are constantly changing. We're going to look back and there think, has to There, there has, has to be gatekeeping. There, there has, has to, be. to be. There's kids being harmed right now. There How are, children, are they being harmed? There are children committing suicide and removing body parts at minors, as minors. Yeah. 
This is what my group does and what I do eat, breathe, and sleep every day. And I yeah. see adult detransitioners crying, yeah. can't live their life, and on the verge of suicide because their parents took them to a clinic where they got breast removed at 12 years old. Their breasts removed at 12 years old, and that is starting. People are fighting for those rights my to friend, do that. My friend, that's oh, disgusting. Our friend Chloe Cole was was. I agree, but that's less than. What is that? One. The detransitioners no, are honey, less than. It doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't it's matter. Not. I'm just. We, maybe maybe, maybe the ones that are. Public I just said I agree though maybe with the, the kids no, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying we often target a very low percentage. I was gonna, uh, first of all, I think detransitioners are far higher than the the one percent that was cited right there, and they didn't go into like fact check that in any, in any way. Uh, and here could be a, a number of reasons why. One, they've already mentioned, these are people who are public about their detransition. How many people detransition, stop hormones, stop treatment, and just never follow up with anybody, never go back to their gender specialist, uh, never see a, a, another doctor, and just go down the path of reaccepting themselves in their you know former form. That's that's got to be a big percentage. How many people uh, end up in the path of, you know, uh, attempted or successful suicide? And that's another category where you don't get to follow up. How many people are in the throes of transitioning now who are going to detransition five, 10 years down the line, as we see in a lot of different uh, a lot of different research? So I have a feeling that, uh, that that detransition number is going to change and radically if anybody is interested in actually compiling the number of detransitioners. There's a whole nother aspect of just outward discrimination against researchers and scientists who are trying to look into this with an unbiased eye. And just to substantiate that a little more, I have uh, I pulled up a little paragraph from our friend Christina Buttons, who's a, a reporter on these issues, who's more uh, on the left than on the right. Uh, but this is what she has compiled. It says, the rate of detransition among youth is not currently known, but current data suggests that 10 to 30% of individuals detransition a few years after starting their transition. A 2022 comprehensive review of medical records of teens and young adults found that 30% discontinued hormone use after a four-year follow-up. A 2023 study reported that 29% of youth changed their request for hormone treatment, surgery, or both. Uh, a forum for detransitioners on Reddit has over 50,000 members and is adding 1,000 per month. And a survey of detransitioners found that 75% did not inform their doctors that they had detransitioned. So just a little bit. There's links to all these studies and stuff, too. So if anyone wants me to substantiate that, I can. But I uh, just wanted to add a little bit of color to that talking point. So it's sounding a lot different than 1%, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, yeah. a lot different than the 1% that was just so flippantly thrown out there. Not to mention that we've cited uh, a... Uh, a psychiatrist by the name of Ken Zucker who worked with children experiencing gender dysphoria and he was clearing them of their gender dysphoria at a rate of 70% and that's just in his own uh, his own uh, data of, of his patients so 1% is not sounding accurate and make it the example and that's what I feel like conservatives and Republicans do mm -hmm. is y'all target one example one situation and act like it's the whole community I would date a trans woman I obviously can't respond to this as I'm not a lesbian, but you would think that if you were a lesbian, which means a woman attracted to women, that you would not date a trans woman. Now, I guess there's varying degrees of transition. If, you're, if your body looks like the that of a woman, if your temperament is that of a woman, maybe, you know, it blurs the lines a little bit and and that would be okay for you. But we'll see what, what lines they draw when it comes to how they define a trans woman. Bullshit. Well, I guess. Well, hmm. 
Uh, uh. Wow. Uh. Yeah, you're surprised, right? Yes. See, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people don't know. I mean, does she have a vagina? I don't like. I don't like. I, that's I should a, give a language warning here because I imagine we're going to get into some interesting conversation. Genital preference, not. I've, I've, disgusting to say genital preference. Please don't call it a genital preference. It's a sexual orientation. Ariel is. <laughs> we need to chill a little bit. Ariel always comes like super full force. Whenever I see her in one of these episodes, I'm like, okay, it's going to get feisty in here. Exactly. So when I don't prefer saying, vagina. I don't like. So when you're saying sexual orientations, you are referring to who you are attracted to. Correct. When you are saying that you do not have a preference for mm -hmm. that genital portion, mm -hmm. that is labeled as genital preference. That's so your label. That's not my label. Sorry, would you mind if I finish? Sorry. So yes. trans women, what the question is, is that's gender. It doesn't matter whether they've gone through their procedures or not. If we're dating a trans woman, it shouldn't matter whether they have a vagina or a penis or anything. <sighs> then what are we doing here? What are we doing here if you guys are labeling yourselves as lesbians but saying you are fully willing to date a whole ass man? <laughs> what are we doing here? Let's just pack it up. The show's over. You know, curtains. It's curtains. Let's go. So I should, I should like convince myself that I have to be attracted to somebody's genitals if not I'm not. Uh, I personally would date a trans woman, but I don't think it's transphobic not to want to. And because that doesn't define whether that trans woman is a woman or not, just someone else's preference, that uh, trans women are women regardless of where they are at in the, their transition. Yep. I 100% believe that. But uh, whether or not someone is attracted to them because of that doesn't That's affect yeah. who it. they are. And uh, for me personally, um, I am more attracted to the female energy like presentation and being for me it's more about that than what they have down there for me personally but it's not like that for everybody like right. and and i think that's okay i don't think that's and i'm not one of those people that's going to take away the validity of how somebody experiences themselves yeah so but I, don't take away my experience as long as i see not, myself yeah. as a lesbian that's what this means to me yeah it's different than someone saying oh that's not a real woman i don't want to i never said that, that yeah that's different uh but someone just not have not feeling attracted. I don't think that's a problem. Trans women are trans women, yeah. and and trans women can be many different no, I don't think at stages nice. in their I life. I don't think it's nice either to just say trans women are trans women instead but they, of. But they are. Well, they are, if, but if, they if are also. If a trans women. woman is a woman, then I can be a trans woman as a woman. No, oh, but trans, well, you're woman to me, is to an, you're an umbrella me. term. I don't agree with that, though. Well, trans but is a category of women. I so don't agree with that. You could. This is just exhausting. This is just exhausting. It's just uh, we could pack it up, maybe, because they're they're not biological women, and it's okay. It's okay that you would still date somebody who identifies as a trans woman. Your sexuality is more expansive than what you've labeled it as. Then that is just what it is. Maybe we have a misnomer on the part of your sexuality if you're willing to date a biological man and you don't care, you know, what parts they have, what chromosomes they have, and maybe our, our whole system of categorizing sexualities is out of whack. I wonder who, who has been saying that. But just call it like it is. And uh, of course, I'm with Ariel on this one, uh, except with the characterization that trans women are trans women. Trans women are biological men who think that they are women. It's as simple as that for me. And the fact that the conversation gets so convoluted when you try to go back and forth and get down to the bottom of this proves that the foundation of the conversation itself is not solid and you don't really have anything to stand on when having these conversations.
be a blonde woman, a trans woman, a pink haired I, woman. And so when you specifically me, say trans women are trans women, you're kind of saying that they're not the same as us. They're not. They're not. They're not. That, that's, that's the whole purpose of them transitioning, right? Yeah, I, I also just want to say that I think that when we're talking about dating trans women or dating trans people, like, like non-binary people fall under the trans umbrella. So like, like I would also include dating non-binary people. Mm -hmm. Like I know we're, we're thinking about trans women specifically, but like non-binary people are trans. Yes. And like they also fall under that umbrella. And like, you know, there's, I, I feel like any like non-man dating a non-man, like we now define as being a lesbian. Y'all do this is wild. <laughs> Y'all can't keep up with this. Okay, so a trans woman is a woman, but non-binary people are also trans, and you can be non-binary and refer to yourself with they/them pronouns, but also be a lesbian, which is a non-man who dates non-men. But also, if you are a man who identifies as non-binary but dates women, does that make you a lesbian or does that make you a straight non-binary person? Can somebody please make that make sense to me? It doesn't. It doesn't. You say it's because none of it is true. None of it is true, and it's so interesting to me that these are people battling back and forth over like we need to accept this we need to accept that this needs to be included we need to be included when at the very heart of this entire conversation the very heart of it is a group of people who can't accept themselves if you could have accepted yourself in the beginning what you were born as and it doesn't matter how you present yourself who you fall in love with who you're sexually attracted to none of that matters to me but if you could have accepted yourself in your normal form we wouldn't be here having this discussion in the first place yet you're turning to me and telling me that i must accept you your language your identification which bathroom you use which sports you play and all because you could not accept yourself come on now would you date a, a woman with a penis i i think that Personally, I have a genital preference, but I would currently like I would say that I have a genital preference, but I would never rule anything out. Like I've mm -hmm. dated non-binary people. Um, I wouldn't rule out dating anyone who's trans. I think I'm also like a very progressive and open-minded person. I wouldn't say that if I loved someone that I would rule them out for being trans. I don't like the fact that you used open-minded, but you're allowed to say that. Of course, it's your it's your. Yeah. prerogative just to, to say how you feel but Thanks. to me open-minded comes across as me being closed-minded okay. and I don't think you can I'm just saying just saying like I'm not closed-minded because I have a sexual orientation that's monosexual absolutely thank you appreciate that if you wouldn't rule out somebody in dating them because they're trans which means a biological male then you're probably not a lesbian you're probably pansexual isn't that what that would be that you date people not based off of gender but you date them based off your uh, personality isn't that another one of the sexualities that we made up <laughs> like, I wish I could help you here, but I do not know the answer to the question. <laughs> I'm like, going, what's the difference between that and bi? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, just... Hello. I agree. One is not better than the other, but we can all have our preferences, right? I don't agree that trans women are women. Trans women are trans women. Trans women are men who have suffered through gender dysphoria, who have transitioned into presenting as women or going through surgeries, taking hormones. That is perfectly fine. There is, yeah. They're completely valid in who they are. But it's also okay for me to have a preference, meaning I'm not interested in male anatomy. Now, I have dated trans people before, trans men. That's mm -hmm. great. I love that. But trans women, it doesn't do anything for me. That doesn't make me transphobic, which is why I say no. It's not that they're bad people. There's nothing wrong with them. They're completely valid individuals. But I also don't have to agree that, number one, they're a woman because they're not. And number two, I don't have to say that I'm attracted to them because I'm not. Why do you say they're not women? Because they're not. Why, though, if you could 
because our, our definitions of woman are different. So you could say they're not female, but they're a, a woman, because being a woman is just a, a gender, it's not mm -hmm. biological. Mm -hmm. It's not the sex of the person, yeah. it's yeah. the gender identity. Two separate so things. here's where we have a disagreement, because I believe that sex and gender are the same thing. Mm -hmm. If you were born a man, mm -hmm. you will always be a man. Now, if you want to transition to be a woman, that's awesome. You can be exactly who you want to be. That doesn't change your chromosomes. That doesn't change the hormones that your body naturally wants to produce. If you have to inject yourself with hormones to become something, you are not that thing. Mm -hmm. What about identity. intersex people? Humans. Saw that coming. What about intersex people? You know, like the 0.018% of the population that have an actual valid medical anomaly that they are experiencing. You know, what about people with 11 fingers? What about them? Because my, my science textbook says that human beings have 10 fingers. So what about the people with 11? I think we need to change the definition and uh, the anatomy of, of human beings because of that one statistical anomaly that happened over there. You see why we don't do that? You see why we don't, that does not make sense. Like what about, uh, you know, conjoined twins? Why don't we write that in, in human anatomy? Because that happens, you know, a handful of times in, in human existence. We don't do that because it's an anomaly. Now, shout out to all the intersex people. That is a huge struggle to have to deal with, to be born in this sort of uh, in-between of, of two different sexes and have to decipher what you feel like most and have parents make that decision. Uh, it, it is something that I wouldn't wish on anybody. And if I experienced that as a parent, that would be so difficult to be in the place of making that decision on behalf of another human being and then watching them go through life trying to figure that out as, you know, different hormones are working and their sex organs are different than than normal people's. But even if I were the parent of an intersex individual, I don't think that is a claim you have to completely upending every single view we have of gender and sex in this country. And it doesn't in any way validate the existence of people born men who are saying that I now want to identify as a woman or the, the, the alternate of that, of women saying that they want to be men now. Yeah, isn't it simpler to just say a man who experiences gender dysphoria is a man who experiences gender dysphoria and a person who is born intersex is a person who is born intersex. Yeah. And that's just the fact of the matter and that their identity, their value as a human being doesn't come from their maleness or femaleness. It comes from their value as a human being. And that so. Yeah, yes, it's a difficult circumstance. But when we're talking about definitions, when we're talking about how to um, navigate this this whole landscape of uh, maleness, femaleness, words, identity, uh, language, etc. Uh, it's it's helpful to just describe things accurately and as they are. Yeah, and it's like, how dare you use somebody who was born with like a distinct medical struggle to justify the mutilation of kids uh, under mm -hmm. you know under the scalpel of some doctor who's going to get a hundred thousand dollars for for doing this to some child? Like, how dare you use that? And intersex people are being used as pawns, much like the whole entire LGBTQ community, for the sake of these arguments, for the sake of the medicalization and lifelong medicalization of of kids and adults. And it's not it's not okay. So going right back to like the extremely small percentage, mm -hmm. intersex people are completely valid. But that's m much more common than people realize, especially when you're a woman like myself that produces more testosterone. All lesbians. Than most doesn't make you intersex. Women. Mm -hmm. No, mine's no. 
You you don't you I no. Which is even more than I, normal. Yes, yeah, so especially athletes, um, just masculine women. There's women that suffer from PCOS. Mm -hmm. I think, yes. Yep. Correctly. Yes. Nothing to do. Nothing to do with what we're talking about. Um, there's been women taken out of uh, that have medals taken away in the Olympics and things like that because their testosterone is higher. There's it's much more common that that those things occur, like especially with intersex humans, than people realize. So I'm just wondering, how do you feel about that? Because you touched on a very small percentage earlier with the kids, right? So can we? That's fair. Sure. Yeah. Can we just? I just want to know. How so you feel I, have, I have no issue with intersex individuals. Again, we're going back to our orientation and our preference. If I was attracted to someone who might be intersex, that's great. That's cool. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not. Or maybe I've just never experienced someone like that before, and that's fine too. They're not invalid as humans. They're not invalid in their identity, but I don't have to change my attraction and force an attraction mm -hmm. just to help fulfill someone else. That no, I it's don't not the attraction I was wondering about. It was if they need to take you know, something to balance out their body to be able to present as they're seeing. Mm. How do you feel? Do you, are you saying that they're not how they present because of that? And that's what I was asking. That's a really interesting question. In, in the case of someone being born intersex, um, which given that is not something that I have very deep knowledge on, and I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. I don't have, you know, very extended knowledge on people who are intersex. But I don't see an issue with that. I really don't. Like, if you have to take hormones to present a certain way, have your voice go up, go down, grow body hair, not grow body hair, okay, then you are forcing a change upon yourself. And that's simply the reality of the situation. Or just balancing out the body to be healthy. Okay, so we could also put this, say, cis men, who, as they age, start taking testosterone replacement therapy, TRT. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make them not men. That's just balancing their hormones. So yes, I can understand. So then that yes, kind of okay. that combats. Yeah. So that's what I'm asking you to think about when you mm -hmm. think of the trans community mm -hmm. as well. You get what I'm it's, saying? It's a really interesting thought. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you. I, I. It's it's like a whole different like act of like mental gymnastics to use a medical situation where we would view this as necessary to justify one where it, it's not. And that's where you're gonna constantly find the back and forth on this is one side thinks that this is a necessary medical procedure for people with gender dysphoria uh, to, to transition and the other side doesn't. So you're never gonna find agreement on that. And they used kids not to invalidate the trans experience, just to say that this is a section of people who should not be able to get that treatment. She's using intersex people, that small percentage that she decided to, to you know, use in the argument, to completely validate the experience of an entire group of people. I just, that's all I wanted you to do is just consider something that's often missed. Sure. In the case of intersex, in absolutely, I can see your point. In the case of assigned female at birth, assigned male at birth, transitioning, that's a completely different ballgame. I didn't get to talk earlier, but I love women, you know? Um, Heard. I, I agree with you earlier um, of, like, I guess, general preference, but I'm not limiting myself because if I meet a beautiful human I have a connection with, we'll figure it out. I don't know. That's just how I feel, and um, I just... I don't know. I just also, I also just think that to assume that a trans woman is whether they have their parts or not, and if they use them in a traditional way, is a little bit gross to just That's not true lead either. with that. Um, no, I, I just 
I'm just saying to automatically assume, like, because you went to, are you gonna suck a dick? Are you gonna suck a dick? Often, my <laughs> trans women friends and the ones that I've dated don't want to show up that way Most in a don't. sexual space. So Correct. I think it, that's what I'm saying. I think it's, it's gross to think about it like that. I think that there is nuance to this conversation. I think I have the fundamental understanding that if I'm going to date a trans man, they are a trans man, which means they were born a female, which means they have female body parts, female hormones, female chromosomes. That doesn't make them any less of a person. Now, I can be polite if I like someone, if I vibe someone. I have no issue using your preferred pronouns. I have no issue addressing you how you wish to be addressed. But I also don't have to agree that men and women are the same thing. I also don't have to agree that a man who transitions to a woman is suddenly full force woman. No, he will always be what he was. Now, if I want to use she, her, cool. I can be respectful of that. But I'm not going to ignore basic science in order to uh, tiptoe around people's feelings. Thank I, you. I can, I, sums it up pretty well. I, I, have a, I, have a, I have an interesting story to tell, and a lot of people don't know this about me, but I dated, you would say a, a trans person is who they say they are, no matter what their transition stage is, correct? Absolutely. So then I have dated a trans man in the past. Interestingly While you enough, identified? Absolutely, yes. So then did you see him as a woman? No. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. I'm sorry, sorry, yes. Not after the fact. She, I mean, I say she, not because I'm misgendering them, because I'm, otherwise I'd be missexualizing myself, missexual mis orientationing myself. <laughs> but they presented as a female to me. They were female. They were fully intact as a female. They called themselves lesbians. They transitioned later on. Technically, I did date a trans guy. Dude, what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive that this stuff is happening. Does that mean I'm bisexual? No, yeah. I, I don't think Absolutely so. not. They, they no. didn't Absolutely not. I'm sorry. Identify as that when they were... So I'm bisexual then because I was attracted to a man? No, they didn't identify as that when they dated you. So you're taking but they did. their experience. They did, though. You just said that they transitioned Not from later. my knowledge, but they... Oh, well, you're born trans, right? If that's the truth. You, you're born with gender dysphoria. So they always knew that they had gender dysphoria and always knew that they were internally a man, you're whatever. just mixing so many things. No, no, not, not really, because if we say... We always say for like the trans people, oh, they always knew, they've always been a woman. If you're if you're a man who transitions to a woman, you've really always been a woman. You were just a woman in the wrong body. So did she date a man or did she date a woman? You know, uh, logic and rationality would tell us that she dated a woman uh, and was in a lesbian relationship, but leftism would tell us that she dated a man. So is she lesbian or is she bi? <laughs> Gosh, which is the summary of the problem that they're more they're more committed to leftism and more committed to this uh, new gender identity ideology than they are to logic, reason and science and rationality. Yep. All logic would tell you homegirl dated a woman and the woman is confused and thinks that she's a man. And that's what happened. But I guess now you you'd have to be by under those circumstances. He was saying that he was like a lesbian when you guys were together. He right? told me he was a lesbian. He present he looked like her. Right. Present as a woman. Okay, so then you're like but taking someone's journey and making it about you to be like, oh, I guess I'm bisexual now. That's what I, no, no. But the, that, I agree with you then. So we're we're in agreement that I'm not bisexual. You can that. be firm in your lesbian identity, like just oh, by, so no matter who I sleep with, I'm no. I'm just okay. saying, like, just by okay. having dated someone who like transitioned like after you guys broke up, mm -hmm. like you can still be firm in your lesbian identity. Because of the society and the media and everything, and you know, people that are pushing us down, we don't realize that we're trans until way later on in life, regardless of how he identified. I was attracted to him because he was a woman. Yeah, at he the was time, female. Absolutely. So the point is, the whole the whole prompt: Would you date a trans woman? Not if they looked like a dude.
I don't understand how a lesbian can be conservative. Thank God we got out of that. I know, my goodness, on to the next. Of course I can understand why a lesbian would be conservative, especially now. Cute. I think that was a huge question that I really did have going into this because like I said earlier conservatism itself is keeping things at the way that it is mm -hmm. through the experiences that I have had that my girlfriend has had that we all have had um, I don't like how it is right now I would love to progress forward again in what way Please give me the list, tell me exactly what you would change about the world, and let me know exactly how you're being oppressed. As a non-binary lesbian, only through the progression did I feel accepted, did I feel safe, like did I, you know, that's how I found my girlfriend, stuff like that, mm -hmm. moving forward and progressing forward. Yeah, the right has famously <laughs> been always against uh, the LGBT community and always, uh, especially in the past, has always uh, fought against um, uh, equal marriage and everything. So it surprises me to see that there are gay people who identify as conservative. I, I think it's fine for people to have their political opinions that are not attached to their um, sexuality, of course. But at the same time, for me, it's hard to support a party that is, has always been historically against us. That's like That's like saying, you know, uh, historically, the Democrats started the KKK, so it just astounds me that any black person could be a Democrat in today's day. Of course it makes sense why black people today are, are Democrat. Of course it would make sense why a lesbian would be, uh, would be conservative. If you have no nuance in, like, the way that you view the world and the progression and a history and how, like, humans evolve, words evolve, these are the sort of talking points that you will bring to the table. And I've heard nothing of substance as to how these individuals are actually being oppressed in modern society. The non-binary lesbian girl just said, you know, she's living as a non-binary lesbian. She goes by they, them. She dresses masculine. She has a masculine haircut, has a girlfriend who apparently she's found, you know, a significant other who she loves. They're perfectly capable of living in this world together, going on to buy a house, going on to have children that they uh, adopt or even have naturally through like, you know, uh, you know, sperm donation and all these different processes that you can go through. They have every right in the world that every other American has, whether they are straight, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, doesn't matter. Where are you being held back in society and where are you being oppressed? Because there is no pathway that I have access to or Taylor has access to that you as a non-binary lesbian, whatever that means, don't have access to. Mm -hmm. And like being conservative and like being Republican, I think are also two separate things. And like being conservative, mm -hmm. like truly is about like, you know, staying where you are or like keeping things similar. Yeah. Whereas like, pro like progressives like want to progress and like move things forward. And like being the people are Republican for all kinds of reasons. Um, and it's not. I. It's these are just like. It's like they learned what conservative and you know progressive meant in like third grade, and they've never updated their definitions or gained any nuance towards these definitions. Conservative doesn't mean you want everything to constantly stay the same all the time. It just means that at the front of your mind and your mindset is looking at the current society or society historically 
And you're trying to outline the things that should be conserved as time progresses and as things change. So it doesn't mean that you are completely against any form of change or any form of progress. It's just to say, what are like the deeper human truths, the deeper, uh, you know, uh, reasons behind human flourishment and human progress that we should keep intact as the world around us changes. That's what conservatism means. And it doesn't help that what we get from the media, what we get on both sides, really, and from celebrities, from pop culture, etc. If you're on social media, TikTok, whatever, uh, you're getting a caricature of the other side's views. Typically, that's yeah. basically at the resolution of a third grade level. So it's not surprising that what you're hearing from um, a lot of the people on this panel and from people in general in the culture is often a caricature of the other side's actual views and what they actually think. And it's an oversimplification of people. It's sort of this tribalistic thing. And that's kind of the very mm -hmm. thing that we tried to fight against on the show. That's why we're not very good. We're, we're not very uh, high on labels. We de-emphasize those. It's like, ask us what we think about a specific topic. And let's yeah. talk about that topic on its merits. But when you get into this tribalistic thinking, uh, you lose all nuance and you don't really understand people that you can be sitting directly across from. And you have a distorted view of the world, distorted view of reality. You feel threatened and it's, it's you can justify things on your group that would be unjustifiable on any other day of the week and you can uh, assume the worst things about the other side just because you have this caricaturized view of things that's based on what you're getting from mainstream media etc which is why we're very big advocates of being free thinkers and uh, not subscribing to labels. Yeah, and I have a feeling that, you know, the conservative side of this argument can speak very well to what left-leaning opinions are and left-leaning views are on the different subjects that they're discussing today. I do not think that any of these four women, if asked to speak from a conservative viewpoint, I don't think they'd be capable of doing it. I don't think they'd be capable of playing devil's advocate in any situation where they would have to let you know what a conservative viewpoint would be because they're understanding of conservatism is exactly what Taylor said. It is a caricature of conservatism. They don't actually take the time to look into the people who disagree with them because they've been taught and conditioned not to. Um, but I think that it is interesting that people can be in the queer, queer community and not be interested in progress and change, like especially as a, like so many conservatives have been so anti-LGBT for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I say the same. I think there's a difference between moderate and conservative and, you know, just wanting to live your life a certain way because I know a lot of, I would say more moderate lesbians that don't want to partake in the prides and do things like that. They just want to live their life with their wife and their kids. And that's very different because nowadays conservative is combined now with Republican in my eyes. And so when you're a Republican lesbian, you're, yeah, you're against the, our community moving forward and progressing. And you're also aligning with the oppressor. Mm -hmm. Can we please get a list of what they mean by move forward and progress? We have still not heard one single example of what it means to move forward and progress and what conservatives are standing in, in the way of, except for like trans kids, which again has nothing to do with being lesbian. Absolutely nothing to do with being a lesbian. And so that's why I have a hard time understanding queers being 
conservative or, slash Republican because you're aligning with the oppressor and not going against change in the positive direction for our community. For sure, yeah. I get the impression that just because they don't agree with certain parts of our community or certain parts of the left, then they go all the way to the other yeah. end of it, when really that's not really necessary because you can't disagree with people that are on your own side and have different opinions. Um, you don't have to suddenly say, oh. Yeah, except when you're a leftist, you can't. You cannot disagree. You cannot have one simple bit of disagreement with their ideology or you, the, it's not that you leave for the other side, you're literally kicked out. <laughs> you're kicked out. Yeah, let's and, be a conservative now. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like part of I think like what is so like amazing about being progressive and like being in a community of like, very progressive people is that like you can have a difference of opinion. Like mm -hmm. not everyone's gonna feel like as left-leaning as I am and like not, maybe people are more left-leaning than me. I don't know, maybe somewhere. Um, but I think that like that's like what's so important that like we're all like working towards like making sure that people are equal and like feeling supported and like can feel affirmed in their identity and their gender and their sexuality. And I think that conservatives are actively, like, I think, work against that. And like that's where I'm, it's confusing that people who are queer can be conservative. They all four just said the same thing while saying nothing at the same time. Hmm. What don't you have that you need to progress further to get besides acceptance? Because that may never come. Equality. But what thing in what's not equal? I love this. I love um, it. Most, I'm going to say queer in general. The community don't have protections in certain areas, like where you live. You can't adopt, um, or you can get fired. Where? Where? Where can queer people not adopt kids? Never heard of that place. Fired on the basis of your sexuality? You cannot get fired on the basis of your sexuality. Uh, Civil Rights Act says that you cannot be fired on the basis of your sexuality. And if you in fact had any sort of evidence that you were fired in direct correlation with your sexual orientation, you would have the lawsuit of a lifetime. Millions of dollars you'd get paid if you were fired based on your sexuality. So that's two examples uh, that are just simply not true. And this is coming from a person who claims to work on anti-LGBTQ legislation and getting it, you know, getting it thrown out. Um, the uh, things are in place to protect that, but if it's still happening often, then that's why Baby we need to girl. progress to make our life and our lifestyle a norm so that we don't have to face discrimination. I, I mean, West Hollywood in LA is supposed to be a gay haven. Mm -hmm. And I, as a person that has hosted parties there and been a promoter there for 11 years and still and know the owners still face discrimination almost every single time I go there because there's discrimination within our community. So you're, if there's discrimination within your community, you're being discriminated against by other lesbians. So what does it have to do with the progress of the world outside of your lesbianism and, and the acceptance of yourself? Also, again, this is just somebody who is so subscribed to their idea of discrimination that no matter what happens to them, they will identify as being discriminated against. And I, this is coming from somebody who lives in Los Angeles and not too far from, from WeHo. And yes, it is very gay in WeHo. And I highly doubt that she is being actively discriminated against on the basis of her, her sexuality. And I would love to hear more about what exactly that looks like. But again, every single example that she's used so far, we cannot validate her own personal experience, but every single example that she used so far is just simply not true. And there are protections set in place for people who experience those. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm as a commissioner, I'm working on that because 
we have to fight it even in this city that everyone thinks that everyone's accepted. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. And here's the tough part. I had to go through this myself when I was a leftist and I had subscribed myself to I am oppressed no matter what I am oppressed. Once you start to lose that idea of yourself, the world sort of caves in on you because what else do you have to talk about? What else do you have to identify with? All of your friends are based on this idea of discrimination that you have uh, of, your, of yourself. All Every single thing that you do, her, her entire career is positioned uh, upon the idea that she is oppressed. So if you get rid of that narrative, she loses everything. She loses her job, she loses her friends, she loses this idea that she's discriminated against every time she steps foot in West Hollywood, which, again, one of the gayest places you could possibly go. So if you're being discriminated against, I'd venture to say it's probably a, a you issue and has nothing to do with your sexuality. So if you lose that idea of being oppressed, you have nothing. To, to talk about anymore. You have a, a friend who's sitting right across from you in this video that you excommunicated because she doesn't agree with you anymore. You're gonna have to grapple with that fact. There's a ton of other things that are going to bubble up that will, will be traumatic in nature if you decide to abandon the idea of being oppressed. That's why it doesn't service you to do that. And oppression is currency today. You, you get a lot based on this idea that you have. There is no direct incentive to let go of the idea because you benefit so much from that idea. And it's kind of like when you uh, when you stake your identity on a certain characteristic or on being oppressed or whatever it may be, you now need that to be true in order to have mm -hmm. a valid reason to your, to feel like uh, you're on your firm footing in the world, your identity makes sense, your world makes sense, you have a sense of purpose and direction, and it's very dangerous and probably not a great idea to stake your entire sense of self and sense of being in the world existentially on identity categories uh, because it can it gives you a distorted view of the world and ends up making you look for reasons to believe that you're oppressed and it makes you uh, just have an understanding of reality and understanding of other people that is all funneled through this very specific uh, framing uh, in absolutely everything and it puts you out of touch with reality and makes it more difficult to accept the truth and more difficult to accept yourself. And uh, when you need something to be true, you do not think clearly. You get into this sort of defense mechanism uh, style of thinking where you're no longer being rational. You are uh, having an intuition and then using your powers of reason to justify uh, the intuitions that you have. That's what Jonathan Haidt talks about in, uh, oh gosh, what's that book called? I can't remember at the top of my head. Is um, <laughs> Righteous Mind? The righteous mind, yeah, it's yes. one of the things that escaped me in the moment. But he talks about how like people on the left and right are guilty of this, where you have a certain moral intuition, and then rather than we all think that we reason our way toward uh, conclusions about ourselves, about our identity, about what's right or what's wrong, but in reality we have intuitions and are use our powers of reason to justify the intuitions that we already have. And so being a free thinker, being somebody who is, escapes that tendency that we all have, is about being aware that, okay, I don't want my entire identity to be staked on falsehoods. I don't want it to be staked on a distorted view of the world. I don't want to need things to be true. Mm -hmm. And it takes a little bit of effort and self-awareness to escape that. But once you do, it's like, uh, you know, waking up out of, or wake, waking up in the real world after you took the red pill, that type of thing. Yep. She definitely needs it to be true. She needs her oppression to be true or she has nothing nothing to, to talk about. And uh, I was in the same boat. So this is like not like to pass judgment. It's just to say what is what is true.
And for the record, I've had my same uh, qualms as well with uh, or same with uh, we've, we've talked about your uh, radical leftism and you needing things in that to be true. I had radical, I guess, Christianity or, or conser- hyper conservative Christianity stuff that I had to be true. So I'm also yeah. not speaking judgmentally, but from experience. Yeah, I mean, we all go through it there. If you are like moving on as a human, you're going to find that there's going to be these realizations that you come to that are like forks in the road throughout your, your life. And I, I hope that she has hers. So can you imagine that in L.A., in West Hollywood, if that's going on, how it can be in other cities and towns and states for people that look like us? Right. Well, I just don't see what laws politically wise would would stop people from being discriminated. Like people are that way. There's always going to be people who are racist, who are transphobic, homophobic. What laws, I guess, what rights do we not have? We can adopt. Well, there are many countries where just being gay is punishable by death. In other countries, of course. Let's talk about how the U.S. is influencing them in those directions, because the U.S. has all this crazy stuff happening under the LGBTQ umbrella. And then countries like Uganda, which we talked about on this show, are looking over the U.S. and looking like these people are batshit. Let's ban being gay. That's essentially what's happening, because people look to us, look to our entertainment, look to our media, look to our news to see what's going to happen down the line if they accept certain things. And because we've gone too far, they're going to go further in the opposite direction. And nobody ever, like, makes that point or says that to them because they believe they're the most uh, progressive among us and that the changes they make here are influencing other countries, but you could quite literally be doing the opposite. I was just referring to the United States, but yeah, I totally agree on that. Other countries, absolutely. They need to do something about that. But here, Mm -hmm. I just don't, any lesbian couple can get married, have a kid, adopt a kid, have all those. But I'm saying that because you said, why do you still need to move forward? Why, Why do you feel the need to progress? And I think it's because developed countries are leading the way in general for the whole uh, well, LGBT community. Well, acceptance has gone down now. Thinking about the, when you say people are always going to be, you know, transphobic, yeah. homophobic, that's why we want to progress because of hopefully course. one day, and even if it is 300 years from now, we don't want that to happen. Of course. It's not possible. It's not possible. There are always going to be people who want contrarian views, who want to take the opposite side on any subject. You can give it the most horrible characteristic you can have as a human being. Somebody is going to to do it, right? Okay, I would love to eradicate the world of serial killers and murderers, right? Okay, these, this is wishful thinking. Uh, that would be a wonderful thing if we could do that as a society. Is it going to happen realistically? No, it is not going to happen, for we are humans, and we engage in something called human nature. (laughs) So your progress is actually not going to lead us to that point. It's actually going to do the opposite. You're going to create more people that hate LGBTQ plus people because of the, the work that you think that you are doing, and it's happening right before our very eyes. So, oh, U.S. Why is acceptance going down? Yeah, acceptance is going down. It's it, statistically, we are the acceptance straight people, and anyone is, is it's lowering. Why is that? If we're so progressive, why is it lowering? Because we're going too far over. We are now attacking children's and women's spaces. I'm going to jump in right here um, because we're not just looking at social issues whenever we're talking about yes. conservatism versus leftism or right versus left. Yes, yeah, social issues are absolutely a part of it. But then we're also looking at, okay, how are we taxed? How is the government spending our money? How much of our tax dollars are going overseas? How are our schools being run? How are our children being taken care of? Do you have a nice library in your town that you can visit? All of that can be traced back 
to your political leaning. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important to understand my sexuality has nothing to do with the way I think the government should spend our taxes. I can understand like a lesbian being a Republican. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can understand like a lesbian like voting for a Republican. Like if that's your perspective on like on whatever else and maybe that's, you know, it's your own, your own prerogative who you want to vote for. It's not like we have whatever, all these choices. Um, but I think that what we're talking about, like being progressive versus being conservative, literally you want progress or you want to conserve the past. What? Oh my gosh, it's really third grade view. It's a really third grade view of conservative versus, notice how like in all the different points that the, the conservative side has brought up this entire you know debate back and forth, the, the left-leaning side just continuously says, we're just for change, we're just for progress, we're just for moving forward. They cannot define what that is, they do not know what it means, nobody has made in any effort to substantiate their actual view about how the world should look in you know five to 10 years. And I'm struggling to think we're ever gonna get an answer on that because we're more than halfway through this video and nobody <laughs> has answered what moving forward means, which means I don't think that they've actually sat through and thought about it all that much. I think they just view it as left is correct right is wrong and evil therefore I am left it needs to be progressed like in our community like, we, like well, there's no, so much prejudice but no law is going to change that whether you're Republican or, or liberal that's not going to a law is not going to change we think about that social movements and social issues across the board we think about the acceptance of black people of gay people like we, we think about how progressive movements have made us more comfortable mm -hmm. in our identities in social spaces. Okay, then mm -hmm. there, but there are okay. movements that has nothing to do yeah. with politics. Can I give you an example of the racial divide in this country, right? Laws were put into place so African Americans can vote and be equal humans, right? Mm. And do you not think that those protections put in place allowed African Americans to be more accepted? It's as just so lazy. It's just so lazy. Okay, that's done. What's next? So what are you advocating for? What's next? Yes, we did that. I think that's great. I think most people think that's great. Doesn't matter if you're conservative or or uh, a liberal. Uh, these people are not liberals; they're leftists. But okay, what's next? We can all agree that that was a good thing to do. I went on. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. You sure. say no? No. I was. I'm processing it. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm you're like right. Same I, 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 thing. I don't completely agree, though. I, I think. It's not the same thing. Saying there, that. There's still that racist people today, so that right. didn't Absolutely. fix it. But <laughs> they can't it went down. Yeah. It, yeah. it it normalized and and brought people together, and not to see the racial divide as inhumane, or I'm, you're not a human because you're African American. That changed. So what we're asking is for equality so that our us as humans are able to exist like everyone else and and that we and and, and that there's a equal ground so here. Exhausted. Like just respect. And I'm so exhausted. <laughs> so exhausted. What does equality mean? Where are you no longer equal? What do we need to do for you to be happy? No answer given, ever. That's what I'm saying is it's very necessary to put these protections in, in place so we can live like everyone else. But we do live like everybody else. There's no, no, <laughs> I don't. You being able to say that is privilege. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to offer you. It is. People are homophobic to me too, but it doesn't affect my life. I wasn't I don't that. let that. Yeah, I didn't say just, that. No, no, no. Um, it's a privilege to not understand every but other people's how do you know I don't understand? Experience. She doesn't understand it because she can't even express. If you can't express it, if you cannot communicate to other people the problems that you're identifying in a way that they understand it, then you don't understand what you're talking about.
Because you're asking me the question. Well, yours is different than hers and hers and hers, right? So, so how can you I tell me I'm privileged? How can you feel safe? How can you tell me I'm privileged? I live when in Florida, and I feel very safe. Uh, you show up differently than I do. And then, very. Oh, I show up I, I, very I differently than I. There's a there's more Hispanic people to. in Florida than yeah. there probably are in California. Actually, mm -hmm. what does that have to do with me? That's what you're talking about. Is that not what you're talking about? You're talking about race relations. You can walk down the street in Florida and be cool. Because I'm femme. Because so can anybody to ever exist, ever, in really anywhere in the United States. Let's be so for real right now. I'm not like 100% like where, where's the I think that we should take a trip about? to Florida and see what it's really like. Yeah. What you hear and oh, what I you experience all the time. But okay, then is anything fine. ever happened in Florida? I'm, I'm, those are very protected spaces that I'm in. And oh, then when well, I do travel around, yes, I've gotten death threats. I've had to right. shut down events that I've done. I've had. So do conservatives that speak on college campuses. So does anybody who's ever been on the internet, ever. So does that speak to any sort of systemic oppression that you're dealing with or something that needs to be legislated? No, it does not. I'm tired. Um, yeah, people name me by, tell me to pick out a coffin. Tell That's me obviously I'm not the, okay. But yeah, then I those mean, people are in power okay. is what we're kind of, sorry to cut you off, oh. but those people are in power now. Yeah. Those people are deciding the future of our country. And that- Democrats? No, those people that are hateful, that are homophobic, that are transphobic, unfortunately, those people are becoming in power. We're not saying that the, these exact laws need to be put into place. We're saying now people that are following these people of authority and, you know, are really listening into it, and now these are the only thoughts that they're thinking of. There's no one in place of a power, really, right now, that are pushing for the progression. I'm not... <laughs> Guys, I can't take this seriously. I can't. There's nobody in places of power right now that is, you know, just exuding leftism and leftist ideology. There's nobody in any position of power right now that has leftist ideology that, you know, these four women would support. Just the White House was definitely not painted in rainbows during this uh, year's Pride Month at all. Right. And every single, you know, uh, just... U.S., uh, what is it, where, where, where the ambassadors are, every single thing, pride flags in every single country except for the ones, you know, where they, they would not find that to be acceptable. All of our major institutions, corporations, all supporting Pride Month, all supporting leftist ideology. The, the government itself, the president of the United States saying that your children are all of our children. And if they want to transition, they should be able to transition. Trans people being invited to the White House to sit down with the president and talk about trans rights and protecting of, of trans kids. All this different, you know, LGBTQ plus this, identity characteristics being talked about in schools, all of our like core curriculum somehow now involving talks about sexual orientation and gender theory. But no major institution and no person in any position of power is pushing forward progress or, or leftist ideology. That's to say nothing of all the corporate stuff that we see in Pride Month and social media platforms and streaming platforms like right. the Hulus and Netflixes and all of these institutions like culturally, every celebrity uh, supports this stuff. Yep. There was multiple announcements over the year of how many days of trans remembrance and trans awareness week. And, you know, the, the press secretary goes out and gives speeches about those. Uh, there's trans people serving in the administration as yep. like the health secretary, things like that. So this idea that you need to go down to Florida. And until that's uh, the people who want to keep 
pornographic material out of third grade uh, uh, libraries or the people who don't want public indecency to be on the streets and that kind of legislation. We need to go down there and, and eradicate it even further. It's like, Dude, you're, you're you're winning. You should be happy uh, that this real. stuff is so uh, pervasive in the country and in the culture. And yet it's, oh, we found one little bit. And it's, it's kind of interesting. It's the same way she, she kind of views herself of trying to find the little bit of oppression anywhere so that I can kind of validate my continued fight and my continued uh, sense of identity and sense of purpose that comes from uh, being an activist and being uh, surrounded by this ideology and everything, the same thing applies to how they're approaching that politically. And if I can find one little area in the country where somebody's not doing something as uh, aggressively as I want them to, right. then all of a sudden it's this massive movement and we must uh, resist and, and dominate the landscape completely. It's always this totalizing ideology where we have, we have, we need total and complete agreement from every single person in the same way where they're like, uh, you must use the language that I want you to use and et cetera on a, on a mm -hmm. personal basis from, from a cultural basis. It seems that there's just an unreasonable amount of demand to do everything by our terms and by our ideology or it's never enough. And I hope somebody checks her. Somebody please check her on what she just said. I'm a conservative because I'm a lesbian. I'm not a lesbian because I'm a conservative. Of course not. I'm a conservative because I agree with more than 51% of the conservative beliefs. Amen. I don't even agree with 100% of the mm -hmm. conservative beliefs. I might even hold more liberal views on certain individual topics than maybe even some of you. It's simply race, sexual orientation, disabilities. None of that puts people in a liberal, conservative, or a middle box. And I think most of our disagreements today are simply just because of language. My version of woman, her version mm -hmm. of woman, your version of women are all different. Our versions of conservatives and your versions of conservatives yes. are completely That's why I said it was different. important. Yeah. What does this word mean to us? What does woman exactly. mean? What does conservatism mean? What does liberal yeah. mean? Because by definition, yes. by the old school definition, I am a liberal. Yes. I am pro-freedom mm -hmm. of speech, pro-equal e rights, yeah. pro-capitalism, pro-free markets. Like, that is a liberal. Yeah. I think it's just mm -hmm. the language is completely evolving mm -hmm. and... Would I agree with conservatives 20 years ago? Probably no. yep. not. Yeah. But so language, fluidity, right everything <laughs> is just yeah. constantly moving, and we mm -hmm. just have to live within our current reality. We can't compare. You can't compare any of us to conservatives 20 years ago, just like we can't compare you guys to liberals 20 years ago. Pride should be taught in classrooms. Join our middle ground Patreon to watch this yeah. exclusive prompt. Okay. Lesbians can use he, him pronouns. Please. Obviously not. <laughs> At least in my view. Hilarious. Hilaria Baldwin. I think the reason why I stepped forward is because of the idea that pronouns equal gender. I think that's also why I kind of hesitated as well, because when you're saying use he, him pronouns, at first everyone assumes it's their gender, sexual orientation, everything. I think it goes back to my belief that pronouns do not equal your gender. I, like, I know non-binary lesbians who like go by any pronouns. Mm -hmm. And I think like there's, you know, I think that there's maybe you meet more non-binary lesbians who use they them pronouns or use she they pronouns but like I think that anyone who's non-binary can use any pronouns and be defined as a lesbian. Thinking of you and thinking of my non-binary friends that like you said 
use all pronouns. And so that's when I realized that I agree. Let's just burn the dictionary at this point. I, please. I didn't step forward with the rest of my team just because my first. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I love you. Just because my first thought was of when straight men call themselves lesbians, yes. oh. and uh, I yeah, and I always thought that was so disrespectful and cringy, and that, that was my first thought. That's why I was like, oh no, straight away. But then when you were talking about non-binary people, it was like, oh yeah, that's true. There are non-binary people who also use uh, he/him pronouns. Uh, at the same time, I still disagree a little bit, just because if, like, if pronouns don't equal gender, was the, the point? point? Yeah. So I feel you. So I, I think to me, it's a it's a bigger conversation than just somebody's identity. If we're in this community trying to make the world understand us more and trying to actually be progressive, as you guys call it, why are we just trying to? Why are we also being more confusing? Yep. The only thing that that winds up doing is making yourself feel better. Yeah, but I think what you're saying with that is you feel, you know, validity within yourself. It doesn't matter about what other people think, you know, what the um, outside community thinks. I think we should just be accepted of everyone, no matter what. So, you know, even though we have different beliefs, you know, we're still going to respect each other and understand that even though our identity, we feel validity within it, doesn't matter what other people think. And I okay. It's so interesting because they, they're claiming that like the reason we're pushing for this progress, progress, move forward, move forward, is we want to influence other countries where people are not as accepted. Can you imagine being like a homeboy in the Middle East who like hates gay people and you look over to the US to like figure out, oh, like, you know, maybe, maybe I can vibe with some of this. Let's figure out, let's figure out how they're doing over there. And now that they've accepted gay people and like gay marriage is a thing and lesbians can marry each other or whatever. And they pull up this YouTube video where a group of lesbians is saying that a woman can use he, him pronouns, but also be a lesbian. And you can be a non-binary man or woman who uses he, him pronouns while also dating women who could be trans or could be biological women. And that also makes you a lesbian. You know how quickly he's going to turn the laptop off and go back to hating gay people expeditiously. <laughs> he will do that. So you are not, like, this is not creating progress. <laughs> this is not doing anything for other countries who are maybe confused or harbor hatred towards uh, homosexuals, in my opinion. I, I can't imagine in any way, shape or form how this is helping other people understand the LGBTQ community. I love that. I think that's absolutely the best way to go. I think it's strength within yourself and actual self-love and self, uh, you can self-express the way you want to let other people make you feel invalidated is the worst thing you can do. The reason why I didn't step forward, and I actually struggle with this one because I am all about freedom of speech. You are free to say whatever you want, to use whatever pronouns you want, to present how you want, I don't care. And so on one hand, yeah, a lesbian can use whatever pronouns they want because that's their right. That is protected in our constitution as your freedom of speech. But on the other hand, I am not obligated to validate that. And I'm yes. not, like, in my opinion, a lesbian is a woman who loves another woman. I believe what I believe is a woman. Maybe not everyone here agrees what a woman is, but I believe that. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm with Becky on that point. 
I do want to push back a little bit on what Ariel said. To make somebody feel invalidated is the worst possible thing you can do. That is not true. Some people need to be invalidated in the beliefs that they had. I was living in a time in my life where I most definitely needed to be invalidated in the in the opinions and beliefs that I had in order to grow as a person. That's we all have to face invalidation of of some of our views and beliefs in order to to move forward. In order to have true conversations with people that we disagree with. That might be an uncomfortable experience, and I think that's why we have this propensity to say we should we should stay away from that at all costs we should not allow other people to invalidate us and we should not invalidate others because it's uncomfortable and it doesn't feel good to have a belief or a thought that you have uh, be denied by somebody else but it is a necessary experience in human existence and in human progress since we want to keep throwing that word around it is by no means uh, the worst possible thing that you could do to somebody to invalidate a view that they have that you believe to be wrong. And even if you're wrong in invalidating them, at least like you're you're starting a discussion, having a conversation, it doesn't have to be something that is filled with, with hatred and contention when it happens. So if I say a lesbian is a female or a woman who loves another female woman, mm -hmm. then they're probably going by she, her pronouns, right? but then they also have their freedom of speech. So it's very middle, a little bit muddy for me on this one. You can go by whatever you want. It shouldn't matter to, what other, to other people what you go by. If you are a lesbian, then you are a lesbian. And me as a lesbian, I'm gonna support you. If you realize that you're not a lesbian anymore, it's fluid. I'm gonna support you no matter what, no matter what pronouns you go by. Because I have been in that case where I, I wasn't educated on what I could be. I've gone through everything under the sun. I was a gender fluid lesbian at one point. I did use he, him pronouns at one point. But again, through my self-identity, I've discovered who I am. And I think by knocking down people's journey and discovery is exactly what saying people who use he, him pronouns cannot be a lesbian. Because okay, here we go. We're gonna unpack a, a little bit here. If you yourself have gone through multiple identities throughout your entire life and you claim to have landed on one now, which is non-binary lesbian, the worst thing that somebody could have done throughout that journey is to validate the wrong one for you because you cycled through four different ones before you found the correct one. Yet you're saying that whenever somebody gives you an identity, you have to immediately validate that identity, even though you changed your mind multiple times is what you're saying. So these very same people who said, you know, uh, I thought I was lesbian, then I thought I was non-binary, then I thought I was trans, then I thought I was actually a, a straight woman. They're the same ones who are going to like turn over to you and say, as soon as your kid says that he's trans, you must validate that opinion to the fullest extent, even though I've cycled through five different ones in my own journey. How does it make sense? So you yourself invalidated multiple identities that you had, <laughs> but you're telling other people that they can't do that. <laughs> As you say, it's the confidence for me. And you just know that if you spoke to them at any other point in any one of those other identities, they'd be equally confident in the identity that they mm -hmm. had at that time, point in time. Yep. As soon as she, you know, thought she was, I, I don't know, a man at some point, and you say, you're not a man. She go, absolutely, I am a man, 100%. That is my self-identity. And then five years later, she's a non-binary lesbian, which, again, whatever that means. Every she always has been. And she always has been. She just had to go through the journey to discover it. Oh, man.
because in their own self-identity, they see themselves as getting to that journey. And they're going through things that we don't understand. I think that we can both support, respect, and love individuals who are going through their journeys, but also be diligent to protect spaces. That's why we have TQIA+. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That is why our umbrella has expanded to be what it is, so that we can both protect our spaces, but also accept, love, and encourage, and support individuals who are not quite sure what they are quite yet. And that's okay, too. You can, you can do both. Do you feel like non-binary people are encroaching on lesbian spaces like do you is that something that you feel like is a real like social issue or mm -hmm. um, yeah. depends on what side of the non-binary spectrum they're on I yep. think that's what I was gonna say yeah. what do you mean by side because non-binary itself means you do not have a binary you but are not you still on either side but you still have a sex make it make sense let's let's how about all of us together the middle ground is let's make it make sense before we push <laughs> everyone else to accept it well we always have work to do Yes. Right. But no matter what. We all showed up. Right. We all I was going to say non-binary non lesbian is hilarious. That's a, what a hilarious phrase to like have the first part of your identity say that there is no binary and then the second part of your identity acknowledge the binary. I just, showed up we here. all showed up here. <laughs> yeah, showed up. It's, it's not just like saying you're going to dismiss someone just because you don't understand. It's it. That's part of the work that we have to do. But you guys that's are why the I was trying, that especially want it with you earlier. We don't. So you guys have to figure it out. We don't. We want it to stay the same. Right, that's but fair. right <laughs> it's now... It's not our responsibility. They're trying to undo everything that we did to I have equality. That. And so... They're well, not taking away marriage, so... They're, uh, that's on the list. Whose list? Okay. It's on the well, list. We talk, like you said, you, we will talk about the bills after. Just like interracial no, marriage is on the list. There's no bill out there that is going to take away gay marriage right but now. You, but I'm saying, you not being able to understand that is privilege, and that's why I was, under, that's I what I was trying to get with you I understand it. I'm very versed but in laws and to bills. Reverse it's not privilege equ to marriage equality, that. to reverse interracial marriage mm -hmm. protection is on their list. Sure, okay. That they would Let's like say. to undo. Okay. I think we so can all agree scary. that that's wrong. Yeah. Right, yeah. of course, of course. Everybody so that's agrees not hap but, but the thing is, it's not, that's not happening. That's not actually happening. Okay, so <laughs> um, certain things like abolishing affirmative action is a part of that process. As they should. So just because you weren't affected by it doesn't mean it's you're not, not affected about by me. It. I don't care what. I don't know why it's. But that's all, why you're, I'm you're trying to get you to see. I'm not, not a, a feelings person. I don't go. I don't like laws change and all that based on I'm not, feelings. I'm a fact. I'm a logical person, person too. Well, but you don't understand what you're not I do understanding understand. is being able to have your frame of mind is a privilege. Period. You can have the you're frame of mind too. You're not thinking about anybody else that does not have the you same privilege that. that can walk like you walk that has access like you have access. How do you know that? Not everybody knows. How do you know that? Because of the way you. Don't know what I do. You don't know anything about me. It, I don't have to. It's the okay. way you're speaking so you in your way that you're able to not put a label on me when you know somebody nothing else's about experiences. Me. I include every. I have never heard somebody talk so much yet say nothing at the same time, ever. <laughs> But he's experienced. I just said that Absolutely multiple times. Absolutely not. When you you're think thinking about yourself you and your experience, that's privilege. exactly. I have that's to. Privilege. I speak for a huge so part of our I. community. Oh, so that's where you messed up. Thinking that you speak for anybody but yourself is where ev where all of this goes wrong. Nobody speaks for anybody but themselves in this video or in life in general. So thinking that you speak on behalf of an entire group of people or a community, you're already off on the wrong foot because you don't. Just logically, rationally, you don't. You as an individual, you have your own thought process, which is different to the person next to you. It's different to the person with the same sexual orientation as you. So you are not speaking on behalf of an entire community of people. You are speaking on behalf of yourself.
Do I? Okay. So do I. I don't think so when you're trying to say that we have enough protections and, and enough I, equality where we are. I at. just said No, you're what, not talking about I said what don't we have. I'm asking what don't we have. Do you think that we do not deserve all the same rights as everyone else? We and that we can't we should not keep progressing to get that. We have all the same rights. Guys, I can't. <laughs> I can't do this. I, this makes me want to like I I don't know. This makes me this makes me so it's making me irrational how irrational this person is. <laughs> she still is not answering the question. She directly asks you just like, what What else is there? Do you think we don't deserve the same rights as people? I'm saying that we have the same rights. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that our rights are the same. What else do we have to do? And she cannot answer it. Rights as everyone else. And that's privilege. Okay, cool. Thank you. But people not in the community <laughs> also don't have rights. I've been trying to make. But people you not in the community. And to think that is privilege because not well, everybody gets to live we, the same way as you. Tell me what rights we don't have. What laws that we don't have. Girl, I'm gonna send you. No, I so want to much. know. No, say I it now. Know. Say, say it now. now. No, I, if I, you're gonna sit here and rights? tell us that we're missing rights, that we are not allowed to exist. No, tell us. Tell me. Some families. First of all, marriages. Uh, gay marriages in certain states are not, they do not have the same benefits. I already shared that with you earlier about uh, gay families being able to adopt. What benefits? I That's already shared that with you earlier. Who can adopt? Uh -huh. Okay, gay families not being able to be a part of churches. I said that. There's so many things. But that also happens to straight people too. Some certain straight people get married and they don't. They Gay families not being able to be a part of churches has nothing to do with legislation and is not a systemic issue in any way, shape, or form. In fact, there are more progressive churches than ever before in this country. So as far as like moving forward in that respect, that's happening. Also, what is this like need to want to be a part of spaces that do not want you there? I, I, I don't understand that. Where there is like, you know, Christian churches or whatever, you know, denomination you want to use, there will be progressive ones and there will be ones that are not progressive. And I would not feel the need to be in a space that does not want me there and it's okay. I don't need to like call the sheriff and say that they're, you know, actively discriminating against me and we need to, you know, file a lawsuit against this person because they don't want me there. It's okay. We do not have to all get along with each other. We do not have to all have the same worldview. And we certainly should not be in the position as human beings of like forcing inclusion onto other people, forcing them to accept things that they don't want to accept. I don't want people to do that to me and I don't want to do that to them. It's okay that there are, you know, certain groups of people who never want to hang out with me, never want to be in the same room as me, never want to hear the things that I have to say politically, my worldview, philosophically. It's chill. It's chill, dude. I here here I am as somebody who's non-religious, and you don't see me going. Oh, they won't let me go to church on Sunday, <laughs> like even though you know they would. Who? How would they know? But you don't see me fighting to be in spaces where it quite literally does not make sense for me to be there. And if you are a gay, lesbian, bi, trans person who happens to believe in God or Allah or whatever entity it is that you subscribe yourself to, I can guarantee you there's a group of people that are willing to accept you and there is a church that you could go to. Is it all of them? No, it doesn't need to be all of them. It just needs to be the one that has the same worldview as you. I don't know where we got into this space where like we have to brainwash and condition everybody to think the same way about every single issue that we hold near and dear to our hearts. It's okay to not be accepted in certain spaces. It's okay that certain things are exclusive. Although I'm not sure that many churches would actively like single you out as a couple and say, you need to go, you cannot be here. 
Maybe it happens. I'm sure there are some where, where they would say, uh, maybe we, we prefer that you not be in a same-sex relationship here, here in the church because it flies in the face of our beliefs. Guess what that would be? Okay, you'll find the next progressive church that allows that. And to my knowledge, they don't scan you with a gaydar on your way into church, speaking as a Christian. So. Right. It's like, okay, like, I mean, what are you doing in church that they don't want you there? Are you like kissing and stuff or whatever? Like, okay, maybe that's another discussion to be had. And you can argue whether or not they should be more or, or less accepting of that. But it's okay if they aren't. It is okay. <laughs> like, chill. They're not allowed to have certain benefits. That, that happens to, that's not a gay specific uh, thing. What rights do you, are you able to get married in this country? Are you able to adopt a child? Are you able to do what you want to do and make content on the internet? I will have- And other people are not, not but that's not a community issue. I'm not gonna have the same journey as if I wanted to adopt me myself, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna have the same journey as a straight couple of trying to adopt. Of course not, but nobody is that same straight person may not have the same journey as another straight person. But of they don't course. have all the right. same biases lined exactly. up against There's them. There's no law Thank that you. you can't do it though. Yeah, There's no law that you can do it. What's the bias? If protections in place, well, then they cannot If people do it. don't like it, okay, that's one thing. There's no law that's gonna Girl, change you it. don't be listening. There's nothing to listen to. You're not making a point. I'm trying to think of more extreme examples of this. I'm trying to think like, what if I walked into a shop and somebody was like, no black people here, you can't shop in my shop. My immediate thought process would not be like, I'm gonna sue you and I'm gonna get millions of dollars from you because you turned away from your store. I'd be like, whoa, <laughs> didn't know y'all hung like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. I'm actually gonna leave because not only do you not want me here, I don't wanna be in a place where somebody is uncomfortable with my presence or somebody harbors hatred toward me. I would rather know that about a person than live in a society where we force people who are racist and homophobic to suppress that about themselves and they're forced to serve gay people and black people or whatever. And guess what? If you allowed for that in society and you allowed people to just be open about their views, there wouldn't actually be that many racist or homophobic people living, living amongst us. And and it would be, you know, even more frowned upon because you'd be able to actually like laugh in their face and not patronize their business. Instead of this like pseudo acceptance that we all have of each other where we slap on a smile on our face, even though some of us don't even feel that way and you're just forced to live in this world of, of pseudo acceptance for the rest of our lives because somebody said that you have to. Even in the most extreme cases where I would be discriminated against or someone would be racist towards me, I would just go, have a good day. You're literally insane, but you have a good day, sir. And I'm gonna go about my business because you should not allow things like that to affect you to the deepest part of your core as it is with these people. They are far, far too sensitive and they're being conditioned to be that sensitive. Gay men are more socially accepted than lesbians. <clears throat> Bye guys. Gay men are more socially accepted than lesbians. Uh, I don't think so. I feel like if anybody's gonna get like more hates, it's probably it's probably gay men. You don't have a lot going for you there. At least like lesbians are somewhat, you know, unfortunately so, but fetishized. And you know, people are kind of like, oh yeah, cool. It's two girls dating or whatever. Hope that that works out for you. I've never heard somebody actively be like women shouldn't be able to date each other. I've definitely heard a ton of people make that remark about men.
dating one another. And that's because of, I think, views on on masculinity. It can be a mix of, you know, religious views or whatever. I think you're breaking social convention far more when you're a gay man than you are if you're a lesbian woman. It's also generally accepted that women are beautiful. And, you know, uh, it makes sense that women would want to maybe date another woman or be bi or whatever. I don't think people really turn their nose up at lesbians all that much. So I definitely agree with this. Um, first off, there's hardly any spaces for lesbian only. Mm -hmm. Welcome. Sorry. No, welcome. <laughs> I'm happy. I thought join. of something. I thought of something. Um, also, you know, when you see two gay men out in the street holding hands, kissing, there's not a woman that's going to be like, ooh, I'm going to get in between that and I'm going to, you know, but when it's the lesbian, that's what men do to us. So mm -hmm. no, that is less socially acceptable. If anything, the, a woman's like, oh, a gay man, let, let's be best friends. Let me meet your partner where guys are like, I want to be your friend for ulterior motives. Back to the fetishization. Um, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, so I don't that's, think that's what a we... big enough reason. I would I would imagine that the reason that there are gay only spaces is because those had to be created due to discrimination that they were facing being public with their their homosexuality. So the reason that lesbians don't have maybe lesbian only spaces is because you didn't face that same extent of, you know, discrimination on that basis. Plus, you have the entire AIDS epidemic, which, which really pro proliferated, uh, you know, homophobia and a lot of hateful rhetoric towards gay people. Uh, lesbians never experienced anything of, of the sorts. And arguing that you're fetishized by men and men want to, like, get into a, a lesbian relationship or, like, assert themselves into it is not really a marker of lack of acceptance. Uh, if anything, it's more of a, like more of a thumbs up in a way <laughs> unless you're saying the man is like you're not really a lesbian i can turn you or whatever which presumably there are tons of straight men who who do that but you know these are just like very bullish small-minded people who would do do something like that it doesn't speak to a general societal lack of acceptance yeah and it kind of just speaks to male human nature males sexualize women straight males sexualize women that's just kind of a thing right. whether they're straight or or Le uh, lesbian so yeah i think i mean they don't have it that neither group has it that hard anymore but if i'm looking historically about like who's more socially accepted lesbians are more accepted than gay men in my opinion we face so that's a social in society um also with just spaces you heard there's like at least where i'm from there's like 10 bars on a street they're all gay gay per gay bars, um, which lesbians can go to, but there's one small little bar that's like lesbian only. It's like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. How do you guys feel? I agree with it, yeah. what you just said. Yeah. I think, I think it's interesting. And, and the thought that I had when I was back there is that lesbians are more accepted, in my experience, by people that are not on the left. And gay men are more accepted by people that are on the left. And I think it has to do with the whole reversal of... I'm trying to think of the word. The, the, whole, re the whole reversal of, um, I can't think of the word. Give me a minute. Yeah. Go to somebody else. It'll come to me. Give me a minute. Because I was trying to think of how to say it over there, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I completely agree with you. I think, you know, going away from politics and, you know, going away from liberal and conservative ideas, lesbians are fetishized. They are 
um, their rights are not being as spoken about as gay men. Because yes, gay men have had it harder in the past. I will say that. Yeah. Gay men have gone through a lot worse than the lesbian community has. But because of that reason, we've progressed so much in the gay, com you know, for gay men, the, the progression for lesbians haven't quite gotten there. What progress again? And I think that's what we're trying to do is get to that point where we can have the same progressions that gay men did have. I, I think that's a fantastic point. And I was going to say, feminism, feminism, like, mm -hmm. oh yeah. And, and I think it says a lot that you call yourself a non-man. And, and I don't think I've ever met a man that called himself a non-woman. And I think that's a really mm -hmm. important thing to note that's going on on one side of the aisle with lesbians, but not mm -hmm. with gay men. And I think that to me, it just shows that there's a little, a, a little or a lot of misogyny still on, on coming from the left, in my that's opinion. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's actually the really I good point. Me as Seems self-inflicted. I don't know. Is it, can you self-inflict misogyny? I guess you can. People say you have internalized misogyny at this point. Uh, but I think it's because women, we talk about this all the time. Why do gender issues affect women so much more than they uh, affect men? Why is it that when there's like trans kids, it always seems to be the mother pushing this sort of ideology on the kids? And it's because like women take on this compassionate, nurturing, open-mindedness towards anything to make everybody feel good about everything all the time. And that's why uh, they get stepped on in these ways. Or, and that's why we refer to lesbians now as non-men who are attracted to non-men. It's a self-inflicted injury. So I don't know that it's, you know, some misogynistic men in a boardroom thinking like this is how we're gonna you know come against women today and we're going to ruin another part of their identities or their lifestyle very much self-inflicted so. human as an individual I feel like everyone has especially in our community and LGBTQIA plus community has had experiences and like negative experiences and discriminations all of that but with me as like what I part of what I do for a living being in the political space, um, I see that specifically cis white gay male have it a lot easier than everyone else. Um, as far as um, ownership, um, career, finances, access. Uh, in America. I'm just gonna say it. I feel like if anything is fetishized, these people fetishize discrimination, like straight up. They fetishize mm. acts of oppression committed against them and like carry that with them as part of their identity. They're constantly seeking out more. If they feel invalidated in their act of discrimination, they're trying to find the next one or whatever. They're dating based on their views on discrimination. Like, if we're gonna talk about fetishizing a certain thing. That's, that's what this whole thing seems to be about. Yeah, in general. Yeah. And so, and that's what I see, and that's what I was talking about earlier with mm -hmm. the things that I'm fighting for. I'm fighting for space because we don't have that. You said you mentioned a small bar. Yeah. We don't even have that. Wow. But, right. This is also capitalism. Like, if lesbians would go to a lesbian-only bar, there would be a lesbian-only bar. Uh, so why is it that that's not being created when every woman has the right to create something like that and they can buy property and they can get the liquor license and do all the stuff that's required to do that? It's not some sort of systemic oppression against you guys that you don't have a lesbian-only bar. It's probably because lesbians don't go to that. Or if they do, there are few and far between. I, yeah, it's the same logic as like complaining about equal pay in women's sports. It's like, well, if your sport generated enough revenue to pay you the same amount of money that men make because they, in proportion to the amount of men, uh, money that male sports generate, then that would make sense. But unfortunately, that's just not the economic reality uh, on the ground. Right, right. It's just not. So uh, don't don't be upset that the market has not been created for the thing that you're asking for. And if you want a lesbian bar, go make a lesbian bar. That's where I'm coming from as well, where I say it's important for lesbians to have their own spaces mm -hmm. and to know what a woman is and to know what a lesbian is because we have so few of those spaces already 
and to open it up to everybody that everybody's queer now where's my community yeah. right and um, as a person that tries to create space for people I often have to fight battles of them not want, them wanting to give us nights that are like the off nights, not yeah. the popular nights, because they think Wednesday we don't, us as lesbians don't <laughs> yeah, make enough money to you know to for that space for that night, and are often times I'm finding that my bar percentage or whatever has to be much higher in order to have that space. So then, as a person that tries to create space, I'm finding it very difficult for us to have space, um, especially. This is crazy. I here's what happens. Right. Okay. When you view the world that as as I am constantly being discriminated against, very logical things you will then turn into discrimination. The reason why a bar might put a lesbian night on a less popular night of the week is because less lesbians show up. That they are not in fact bringing in the same revenue that they bring in when they have a gay night or you know an LGBTQ night where it's all encompassing. So if they find that lesbians are not showing up in the same way that gay men are, and that could be for a multitude of reasons, they're going to put you on the less popular night. And your bar percentage is going to go up because guess what? You're just not bringing in the same numbers. I am of the opinion that to a business owner, it doesn't matter what your skin color is, green is green, okay? So if they're not making the same amount of revenue from you, guess what? They're not going to do it. If lesbians were coming in full force to every bar and every lesbian party and spending thousands of dollars every night, guess what every night would be? Every night would be lesbian night. Uh, and it's just simply not the case. So you can view that and be logical and say, oh, well, the numbers aren't adding up. That's why I'm here on a Tuesday. Or you can be irrational and say it must be because I am being discriminated against at a bar that hosts a lesbian night. Now, why would a bar that hosts a lesbian night be discriminating against you? Come on. <laughs> in the community of where it's primarily white, cis, gay, male. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. I think for me, the, this is kind of a very gray area question. Mm -hmm. I think in media, like movies and TV shows, men definitely have it better. There's a lot more gay male movies, whereas I just had this conversation with my girlfriend. All the le the very few lesbian movies that there are, it, they usually end up being very sad, and either they break up or one or dies, they back or they go back. Yes. And they're yes, all depressing, and there's maybe y'all gotta make the movies. Yeah, there's no <laughs> happy it. ending. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. But like lesbians in public spaces, I feel have it better because we. We're kind of very masculine forward. Gay men are not very, for the most part, seen as not very masculine. So they tend to get bullied more if they're, even if they're Which not. Which is also a misogyny thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even if they're not gay, if you're just a more effeminate man, you're, it's going to be a harder time. Whereas even, I've always dressed very masculine. This is probably my most feminine outfit <laughs> I have. And it's fine. I'm not really bullied for it. I'm not, I mean, in school, sure, but not in real life. So I think. Gay men have it better in TV and media, and lesbians have it better. From my point of view, in Society. real life, yeah. And I hate to, you know, uh, say this again, but again, that is a privilege. I personally, being a masculine presented, I. I'm confident in myself, but I hate it. I hate having to go out and be spit on and be, you know, yelled at from a window because I am masculine presenting. Um, the other day on my birthday, I was getting my free pancakes at IHOP, and this man <laughs> came up to me, called me a.
you know, called me these words that mm -hmm. I don't like. Me being masculine presenting has even made it worse for me. But I do understand what you were saying by that. I just, me personally, I don't have that sort of privilege, which Wait, I definitely it's wish definitely I did. just. Or my my lived experience, I've never been bullied for it, but that doesn't make yours any less valid. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm definitely really sorry that that happened. Yeah. That should not happen, period. Yeah, right. absolutely. But, I'm sure we all agree yeah. on that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Why did you disagree? Um, I think that generally speaking, it is more difficult for men to be accepted socially in the real world for being gay, especially if you have a man who is very effeminate, um, very like, you know, maybe just not your typical, what people perceive to be masculine. Maybe he doesn't align with that. And I think that he gets a lot tougher from other men than maybe we do from women. You know, I've always been very masculine presenting. I have, nobody cares if a girl wears guy's clothing but everyone has an issue whenever a guy puts on girls' clothing. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we just simplify it to that level, we can see where societal's, society's acceptance is at. You know, it's, it's not an issue for me to cut my hair short. I used to wear a mohawk, wear dude's clothing all the time. <laughs> Nobody cares. But then you put a guy in the same situation where he's wearing maybe some leggings and a crop top or, you know, okay. then all of a sudden, people are looking at him a certain kind of way that they don't necessarily look at me. And maybe that's just my lived experience where I'm at. Maybe that's my certain community. But from my perception, I think that guys actually have a lot harder than we do. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I think it's because of misogyny because there's this expectation of men to be so butch, yes. so masculine, that when they don't live up to this expectation, they're judged really harshly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think that like, I mean, I think I was agreeing with what you guys were saying earlier. Especially Taylor, your face. Did you want to say something? I don't know. I'm getting, uh, you know, fatigue from all of the <laughs> oppression talking in circles and the oppression Olympics right now. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not, they attribute so much to like misogyny or patriarchy or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's it is a norm for males to be masculine and so when a male behaves in a way that is not masculine like in a modern society yes we should be accepting of that and that should be okay and you shouldn't be unduly discriminated against or whatever but also you're falling outside of what are norms that are based in realities of sex-based differences between men and women. And yeah. it's not necessarily something to chalk up to this oppression narrative. It's just sort of something that is bound to exist in a male and female world uh, where masculinity is a thing, femininity is a thing. And you're not following the norm that are associated with those biological realities. Yeah, and I mean, the feminine disposition is to be like super compassionate and accepting of all things. So that would be why women do not call out other women wearing like masculine clothing or whatever. That is not the male disposition. And we, we know that because we know what uh, the, the innate differences are between men and women. Now you can chalk that up to misogyny and, and to some degree I, I can agree that we do have uh, some strong views of what masculinity looks like and we do start to question things when people don't show up as, as masculine as we believe they should. But the, the oppressive narrative of it all is really where I, I just can't get with it. We all go through trials and tribulations in our lives. We all go through bullying or cross, you know, comments from from somebody who who doesn't seem to like us. And the fact that they are saying that, you know, it's an experience that is wholly elevated for them based on this identity characteristic that they have. I just don't I don't believe it. 
social perspective. Like, I think lesbians, like, we're so few and far between. We have, like, barely any social spaces, barely any bars. Like, especially from, like, a social, like, meeting other lesbians in the real world. is Like, we definitely, like, that is, it's shrinking, like, every single day. Um, but I do think that, like, um, I, the re only reason I'm going to step forward is I think that uh, it all really goes back to, like, you were saying, misogyny and, like, patriarchy. Like, gay men, I think, are thought of as being, like, aligned more with women. And I think we are somewhat more aligned with men because we're attracted to women or non-men. Um, and I think it all goes back to, like, patriarchy and misogyny. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, that hurts all of us. It hurts gay men. It hurts lesbians. Um, I think that, like, not to erase, I think, like you, like you guys are both saying, like, being masculine and being butch and, like, identifying. And, and lesbians ha used to have to dress that way, mm -hmm. to identify each other mm -hmm. and, like, see each other in the real world. So, like, I don't want to erase, like, how hard it is to be, like, visibly queer. Um, but I think that patriarchy harms us all. It harms gay men, it harms lesbians, it harms like, all queer people because we have to align ourselves like within patriarchy to like be safe. Mm -hmm. And I think that you know maybe we're non-threatening to men in some ways because we all like women, or you know, but gay men are not non-threatening because they don't. They're not liking women or whatever. But it's it's all harmful because it's patriarchy. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, we're done. Guys, we got through it. Oh my gosh. I never want to be... Uh... <laughs> I'm like so glad I'm not in like the circles that have these discussions anymore. I'll still like keep up to date on what people are thinking and you know, all the different viewpoints or whatever. But oh my gosh, it was that. I think that was the most exhausting middle ground uh, episode that we have ever done on this channel just due to the sheer like obfuscation of language. Hi. Yeah, I can second that. And it was like, like different topics where we're being moved through different questions but it was kind of like the same. the same ideas and narratives over and over again and so it's just like exhausting to try to squeeze blood from the rock and figure out anything mm -hmm. uh, new of substance that's coming out so, yeah man if i uh, took a shot every time they said progress or privilege i'd be black out alcohol poisoning pump the stomach ladies and gentlemen mm -hmm. Patriarchy, misogyny, blah, blah, blah. it's all the same. Let's do super Anyways, super chat. Okay, shall we super chat? Let's I think get we might move them. through them pretty quickly today, guys. It's been a long stream. Thanks for sticking with us mm -hmm. thus far. Um, let's see. Something my dude was first today. He said, I wonder if Jubilee's proposition to these women was, Would you like to get it on with other lesbians? And if any were said that they meant debate. <laughs> Speaking of fetishizing he, lesbians. Yeah, speaking of speaking of that fetishizing the straight men do. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Jules G says, listen to you guys all the time at work. I'm a mail carrier. That's interesting. Oh, dope. Cool. Awesome. I, I appreciate you guys watching and listening at, at work uh, in all of your respective fields. And that sounds like a relatively fun one. Sounds like get mm -hmm. around. A lot of act activity on that one. Uh, legitly spelunking says as a lesbian myself i've been looking forward to this episode can't stay for the live but sending my love and support from alberta canada ah well we'll keep an eye out for your comments after this i'd love to hear some lesbian thoughts on what they've watched today and if you agree and if so who do you agree with the most because oof, there's a lot a lot to be had here <laughs> Some dude again says, for the longest time, I thought LGBTQ was when one ordered their was what one ordered with their taco bowls: lettuce, guacamole, beans, tomato, and queso. Ah, uh, you know, I wish a, it meant that. What a shock it would have been to get the actual education on what it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it must if have only. Been mind blowing. If only. 
Uh, Must Pavlov Dog says, say what you will about Jubilee's bias, but at least they bring together both sides and people from both sides watch it. Would love to see Amala on it again. Yeah, guess what, guys? I'm filming another Jubilee episode on Saturday. It's not going to be a middle ground. It's going to be their Spectrum show. So I'm excited for that. So that'll be Saturday's event for me. And hopefully it'll be out soon, relatively soon. Gonna be good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so stay tuned. Yep. Uh, Anisha says, just sending you guys some extra love today. Let's focus on the positives together. Heart, heart. We're trying. Thank you. Thank you for that. We need some positivity in the chat today. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Whitley says, finally caught alive. I'm usually in orchestra rehearsal, but the semester is over now. How did you like T-B-O-S-A-S, Amala? Ah, I loved it. Uh, sort of. If I had to give it a rating. Is that I'd The Hunger Games? It, yes, it is. The Hunger Games. The Ballad of Songbirds, okay. Songbirds and Snakes. I would give it like a seven, maybe a 6.5 out of 10, which doesn't really quite communicate that I loved it. But it was a good, you know, adaptation of of the book, given what they had to to work with. Of course, the book is always better uh, than the film for the most part. And I love that you're in an orchestra. I went to the Philharmonic uh, recently and that was super dope. Yeah, what? Tell it, let us know what instrument you play. You don't have to super chat it, but yeah, just let <laughs> us know in the chat. chat. <laughs> Be interesting. Uh, okay, Boomer412 says, My kids keep telling me language evolves, so can I call a dog a mountain lion, right? <laughs> language does evolve, but at what point have we gone too far? At what point should the evolution halt? Or at least go on reasonably. And that's why words need to mean, mean need to mean things. Yes. Because if you think there's a dog outside, but it's actually a mountain lion, safety is now in jeopardy. Yes. Uh let's see. Right eye says, Have you guys ever heard what's happening here? Or have you guys heard what's happening here in New Zealand? Crazy that some can't agree that a melting pot should be treated equally. No, I have not heard what's going on in New Zealand. Wasn't there like legislation to like give special treatment to the, the indigenous people? Is that Australia? I think that's Australia, which I don't know if that is like how your legal system works over there with stuff like that. So maybe it is all all encompassing or maybe it was New Zealand. I don't know. Um, but I have to look into that more before I can comment. Uh, Reddit Sex Defender says, if my memory serves me correct, the highest chance for domestic violence within a relationship is between lesbians. However, I could be off there. I did hear that somewhere, and I forget what the actual numbers were on that, but I think that is a a real deal thing. Um, And you have to think about, like, the different... They're talking about, like, lesbian bars. Why don't lesbian bars exist? You have to think about, like, the different socialization of, like, lesbians versus gays. Like, we do know that gays, like, love to socialize, get around, you know, with partners. They're not all of them, of course, but many are very, like, sherry-sherry and love to meet other gay men. I'm not sure that lesbians are the same. Given the rates of domestic violence, how I know women are in relationships with straight guys, I can only imagine what that looks like in a woman-woman relationship and how much you'd be wanting to like go out to like bars and clubs. Also, people are going to hate that I say this, but a lot of women do not like to go to places where there are not men there as much as they complain about the male gaze and all this stuff, uh, even lesbians. So I'll, I'm going to call it like I like I see it. People are going to hate that I said that, but it's mm. it's true. At this point, you've said a lot of things that people could hate <laughs> and love. It's uh, true. But it's fine. But yeah, to your point, I think it would, um, a lot of the disparities in violence or in promiscuity that we might see relative to lesbians and gays, respectively, would probably be rooted in the innate differences between males and females. Indeed. It wouldn't be surprising. Indeed. 
which kind of undercuts, I guess maybe they need to open it up to more NBs and uh, <laughs> lesbians who have he, him pronouns right. to maybe even things out a bit. Right. <laughs> See what that does. Oh, geez. Uh, AFJR says, I met LGBTQ and some of them are cool people. I feel sorry for their community because there's competition. We'll see it in 2024. God be with them. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm like, I'm I'm cool with however people identify. And there's cool people of all different sexual orientations and identities or whatever. I'm just don't mess with the all the ideology and stuff. It's Grapes says, I feel that far left slash TQIA plus folk aren't liberal, but shouldn't but should be separated to progressive. Leave the middle ground for folk that can have open discussion. Yeah, I don't even like calling them progressive because it has the connotation that they're doing something positive. I think they should be called leftists and that should be wholly separate from liberals. But of course, we still get into this liberal versus conservative thing. Which yet again is why we need to ha be precise with language yep. and we need words to mean things. Yeah. But I digress. Uh, RP Awareness Month says, hey gang, not sure if you heard, but the guy who... Uh, made Dame Mas Gasolina, Daddy Yankee, has retired from making music because he gave his life to Christ. I did I hear did that news. That over social you know media. what? Hey, if that's what you want to do, more power to you. Sounds uh, more constructive than some of the, the stuff that he was <laughs> was right. making. But I've seen a lot of these like celebrity, you know, conversions and they end up being major like hypocrites and not the best spokespeople for mm, uh christianity about et that. so you never know i you take it with a grain of salt but i uh as a christian i'm like hey great man so i welcome that news yeah we'll see uh tara says hi tuning in just for a moment i work overnight so can't really make it to your lives but thank you for making my nights go a bit quicker Aww. yeah we're really helping you this one with like Yuck. a two and a half hour three so hour lengthy. stream i don't know how long we are lengthy boy <laughs> Uh, Where's the love says, has Amala or Taylor given their thoughts on the Daily Wire feud between Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro? We talked about it on a super chat a few weeks ago. Yeah, we did. I personally, <laughs> I, maybe say. we have a split on it, Taylor, between Taylor and I, but I think he was a little, a little, a little out of line. I think he was, yeah, I, I think he, it, it was unbecoming to, you know, attack, kind of attack her in the way that he seemed to, even if the K didn't know the cameras were rolling and stuff. It's kind of right. unbecoming. But as far as their broader debate, I'm... You're more Ben, I, I'm I, more Candace? I, I don't even like to say that, but yeah. I, mean, I guess I'll, I can I can concede that much. Yes, I'm probably broadly more uh, sympathetic to Ben's views. Anyways, mm -hmm. uh, but we don't need to rehash all that. No worries. Uh, Hi Q says, forgive me for saying this, but the battle of the lesbians, I have had so many fantasies about this. Oh. We're just kidding. You're proving their point there on the last prompt. I guess proving so. Proving the point there, which it's so. proving and not proving again, because it's like, okay, it does, does fetish, fetishization mean that you don't accept them? Probably not. It's kind of, it's a little bit of the opposite. It's like a weird opposite. <laughs> it's a weird acceptance. Uh, Jessica Fry said, I would love to see a reaction video to the docuseries Escaping Twin Flames. I've heard about that, but I have no idea what it's about. It sounds kind of like culty. Gives me cult vibes, but I have no idea what that documentary is about. I think it's on Netflix. So I might check it out. Oh, I did. Yeah, I think someone sent me that on Instagram. It might have been Jessica, too. Um, I did look into it and watch the, the trailer for it, but I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix, I think. Oh, gotcha. Um, is it cult stuff? I okay. think it was like, yeah, like a cult couple that had this like dating uh, cult that they were like mm. 
telling people how to find their soulmate weird. and it got really weird and uh weird. yeah so i as much as i remember but fair enough <laughs> could be interesting gotcha uh ruben morgan says or mora sorry ruben moraga says uh how is it that one percent of the population that is trans is so important but the one percent of detransitioners are negligible right make it make sense i don't know i don't know guys <laughs> and then the 0.018 percent of intersex and are the most on, on important of all of the yeah, of all the groups uh rp awareness month again are some of these people they have on middle ground make my brain hurt Let's go REL slash saucer 100%. So to each their own, whatever, whatever. Where's the asteroid at? Yeah. I'm kind of trying to remember who's my favorite. I think Becky was the name of my favorite one in, in this episode. Sort of reasonable, calm, mm -hmm. came in, cool, collected, just gathered all the thoughts and put it out there. Yeah, it seemed like she didn't speak very much. But when she did, it was very, like, yeah. measured and respectful and logical. Yeah. So. Uh, Joanna Brand says, I was politically homeless until I started watching your show. We don't agree on everything, but I love that I can still come on here and feel comfortable listening to you speak about problems that I care about. Love you guys. I love that. Awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad you found your, your home here and that you feel a little bit more comfortable. We should all feel comfortable to be able to, to talk about these things. That's why you kind of just have to like rip the bandaid off and, and go for it. Happy to be your political homies. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Isaac Gorski says, you do not get to say I want to include everyone while also saying you can't speak of this because you are not, insert, irrelevant identity. Yep. It doesn't make sense. They want everybody to be under the umbrella except for people who disagree with them or who don't share the identity that they're speaking on. So I just don't know how it works. The system does not work. Mm. Well, we do know how it works. It's uh, oppression categories and identity politics. And right. we want all we want diversity of all races except white. We we want diversity of all sexual orientations except straight. It's like it's nuts. We understand how you think. Yeah. Uh, it's grapes again. Says not men. Bruh, my dating app suggests that quote unquote trans. Or my dating apps suggest trans women when I said it to women. Fool me once, shame I get. Uh, Fool me once, I guess. Also, I dig the new intro song. Oh, thank you. <laughs> also, sorry about that whole dating thing that you had there. And it's interesting that they, they bring up the point of misogyny while referring to women as non-men. I can't think of something more misogynistic than looking at a woman and saying, oh, you're just a non-man. That makes absolutely no sense. Uh, and it's just nuts. And they're the ones perpetuating it. Congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah, for to real. Find your entire defined your entire identity in reference to maleness yep <laughs> like, whoops. yep oopsie uh, jinx says there needs to be an identifier to have a group of something uh what is the one thing that groups all women together being female trans women are based on their sex or trans women are men based on their sex changing sex is impossible yeah yeah tell them that yeah, when, try telling when, them that <laughs> What was the pink-haired girl? I forget her name, but she was like, um, yeah, w woman is an umbrella term. You can have a blonde woman, just like you can have a trans woman. I'm like, well, I think there's a little bit of a categorical difference yep. that we're missing out yep. on in that distinction. I think we're missing some key points there. <laughs> uh, RP Awareness, again, says, a wise man once said, it's hard to change the mind of a smart person. It's near impossible to change the mind of a stupid person. Where's that asteroid at? He really wants the asteroid to go. We really want the asteroid. We need to get nuked, I guess, after this episode. It's very and true, though. I don't know. I feel like highly intelligent people can often be more just as set in their ways as uh, 
someone who maybe has a lower IQ. But yeah, I guess I would, uh, what, what that how I interpret it would be like a smart person would have facts on their side. So it might be difficult to change their mind. But a dumb person has like literally nothing on their side. So it's damn near impossible to change mm. their mind about something. There's an interesting in in the book of Proverbs, there's like this interesting um, couple of quotes right next to each other. It's like one of them says, you know, don't answer the arguments of fools or else you'll be um, dragged into his folly. And then the other one says, be sure to address the arguments of fools or else he'll, per- he'll persist in his folly. And, and <laughs> you're given both of those. But wow. I think that's like on purpose because you have to navigate the tension of like, uh, sometimes it's best to just be like, look, you're brainwashed and that's all I can do for you. You're not trying to engage conversation in good faith, whatever. Yeah. And other times it's like, that's yeah, it's, it's worth addressing certain arguments because of how it's going to impact other people or maybe they can still change their mind. Take so, your battles, anyway. I guess. That's what they're trying to say. Indeed. Okay. Uh, Opana J says, Hey, Amal and Taylor, watching your content is the only healthy addiction I have. <laughs> also, what do you and Taylor think about the conservative party winning the elections in the Netherlands? I did, not, did you know that happened? I do not I did know not. that that happens. No, I can't give you anything on that. I have, uh, been to the Netherlands and it seems to be a very, very progressive place to live. So I'm not even sure what conservatism means for that country in particular. So I I can't really speak to that because conservatism shows up so differently in other countries. Yeah. I I don't know whether to count it as a W. Broadly speaking, I would, I mean, I know Europe's got lots of uh, issues right now. Mm -hmm. So I've been following the Ireland stuff. There's some cray cray. Yeah. So so hard to know. tell. Typically, I would say I'm happier to hear that a conservative party's winning than uh, the progressives just because of the state of Western civilization right now. Right. But I guess the devil's in the details. Right. Uh, Christopher Alcine says, I'm a gay black conservative Republican and my brother is the walking embodiment of the straight black power fist. He's <laughs> baffled by my clashing identities. I feel for that woman who lost a friendship. Yeah, I mean, that sucks. And I would argue that your identities aren't even like clashing. They're just separate from one another and have, have nothing to do with one another. And it's just sad that we've uh, gone down the rabbit hole of pitting one identity against the other when half of them don't even matter. Right. You're only going to be baffled by clashing identities if you think that a certain characteristic about someone should dictate how their worldview is in other arenas. And uh, yeah, it just betrays a a simplistic mindset about uh, identity. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mute button says, why is everything just left or right in the U.S.? Where's the middle? Cheers from Iceland. (laughs) Yeah, where is the middle? I'd argue that we are middle uh to a, a large extent uh but there there's not much room for that as you know a party or a, a, a talking point you don't really get a platform for middle of the road views no yeah the the purest sort of conservative types are like you're not a true conservative if you don't advocate for all these things and right and then i feel like the left too i mean democrat party has um failed to like it used to be, okay, there's the the moderate liberals and then the progressive wing, and, and the, that mm-hmm. was kind of like a clear distinction, but they were with somewhat within balance. And I feel like this loud vocal minority of progressives have just kind of like dominated the, the party and that the moderates kind of catered to them, but didn't realize that they weren't going to get that ground back at all. So that's kind nope. of just led to more polarization than I think we've ever, ever seen, at least. 
in my memory. So um, unfortunately, that is that is where we stand. But we're trying to trying to make the moderate great again. <laughs> uh, Damdra says, hey, Derek from Scotland here. Scotland. Uh, first, it's so hard for me not to read this in the Spanish <laughs> accent now. Uh, first live in Super Chat. I love your work, Amal and Taylor. Need to Aww. say this. High five, Taylor, for loving Lord of the Rings. <laughs> High five, man. Love that. High and thank five. you for your for your very first Super Chat. We appreciate that. It's awesome. <laughs> I love Braveheart, too, if that's any more uh, money in the bank. Scotland. <laughs> I do want to, we're planning to go to maybe um, the UK next year, my wife and I, and nice. I would love to go to <clears throat> Scotland and go to a Scotch distillery. That would be, Dope. I have a bottle of Lakavulin I got for my birthday, which is like the Ron Swanson Scotch. Ah, Taylor's going to get blackout in yeah. Scotland. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's tough to get blackout on Scotch. I'm sure people do it, but it's <laughs> get to drink it so slowly. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Jamdra again, sorry, says uh, definitions now feel like people have melted a block of cheese, thrown a bit of ketchup on there and a few breadcrumbs. Look, I made a pizza. Yep. <laughs> it's like that. Everything is everything is anything these days. Uh, so long as it just sort of loosely uh, attaches itself to the actual definition. Uh, makeup H.O.R. three. Don't know. I'm not going to read that out loud. Mm. <laughs> uh, hey, Amila. Spelled it wrong. Amila. It's fine. Uh, I'm a gay as hell guy from Italy, and I support most of what you say. Thank you for changing my and challenging my views. Oh. It helped me to realize that maybe I'm more in the center than the left. I love that. Well, thank you for, for being here, and thank you for allowing your views to, to be challenged. You know, it's all, it's all safe here. You can end up in the same place you were when you started the show or somewhere different, and we're... Totally happy to have you. Uh, Sarah Dell says barista analysis from Monday. Oh, yeah. We gave her our drinks that we order uh, at a coffee shop. And yes. She's telling us what it says about our personalities. Okay, Amala values the experience of a drink versus Taylor hmm. prefers to get the job done, a.k.a. <laughs> caffeine intake. Love y'all. <laughs> Is that true? I do love the experience. I do love, you know, different teas and things, uh, you know, different flavor profiles. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's both for me. I like the effect of caffeine and definitely like go out of my way to get it multiple times mm-hmm. a day. Uh, but I also enjoy the, the, I love having my coffee and sipping on it and um, taste of it and doing it in a way that I, that I really can savor and enjoy. There so, you go. A little of both. Best of both worlds. Uh, Re- Rebecca Valenzuela Freire uh, just sends super chat, no message. Oh, it's up here. Send another one. I have been paralyzed for a year and five months, and I've been watching your shows since I was in the hospital. Whoa. Me and my sisters love you. Oh. Uh, long question mark and text in the chat. Oh, maybe there's more that you put in the chat, but I think it's. Oh, gotcha. We can't right check now. the other ones. But oh, my gosh, thank you so much for watching the show and you know I, I hope that we can be you know a staple for for you and I'm, I'm glad that we have been through what sounds like a really tough time that doesn't sound like an easy thing to to have gone through so hello to you and your sisters and I hope you're doing well yeah I'm very glad hopefully we have been in some way able to uh, make the time pass a little yeah. better and brighten your day yeah so, all the best to you and uh, your recovery uh, IHRK or er, IKHRE says, 
I appreciate how Amala brings up the point that queers in the West make homosexuals in the global South look bad. We look crazy and it has real consequences for more vulnerable people outside the West. Yeah. yeah. Like if I, that'd be a tough thing to watch what's happening over here and then have that, you know, be inflicted on whatever you're experiencing in your, your respective countries. It's just not good. Not good. We're not doing good for anybody. Right. It's like same energy as like defund the police advocates who uh, don't realize that the policies that they're advocating for and the ideas that they are promulgating end up harming black communities and the commu- very communities that they claim to be yeah. uh, championing. Exactly. So it's unfortunate backwardsness. Sarah V says, loving the extra long stream. Help get, get help me get through my shift. Love oh. you guys and the work you're doing. Thanks for hanging out. Glad to help. Yeah, had definitely had a extra espresso before this one today. <laughs> didn't didn't get me through it too. I, I'm sorry I left Amla hanging a couple of times when she finished. Like I could tell I was like, does Taylor want to say something? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I just it's all good. Fatigue, all fatigue, good. as we say fatigue. in French. Uh, so Re- Nicole Knuff says, "My parents raised me that political views were very personal." It was rarely talked about what side you were on. I miss those days. Right. There used to be like you'd have people married to each other, have totally different ballpark, you know, beliefs or whatever. And then it was just fine. It's not something that was like at the forefront of every single conversation all the time. It would be so exhausting to talk to some of these people who are on this middle ground uh, because it's just like, come on. As much as this is like my job and we come here and we talk about this every day, like this is not what my life revolves around outside of, of this space. So it's, it's so interesting to watch people who you can just tell every single conversation is about this stuff. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, some days I'm like, I love what we do and I love being able to speak to things and it's really mm-hmm. meaningful and important, but some days I'm just like so happy to like not pick up my phone and look at social media and, <laughs> yeah. like just going and doing things and living life and right. know, just, yeah, it's, it's so nice. Uh, Christopher Alcine again says, imagine forcing a baker to make you a gay wedding cake and finding poop in the center of it and all the business already cast your check. Great well, episode. I would, I would hope that they don't do that, but also it goes back to the point. Why would you want to force a baker that does not accept you to, to make a cake like that? One for the like question of like, are they going to put as much effort into the, the product that you're asking for from them? Second, do you want somebody who hates you or your lifestyle to be a part of what should be like a celebration, your wedding day or a birthday or whatever. Of course not. I would rather know who's racist, who's homophobic or whatever. So I can just go about my business uh, and find other businesses. Uh, The Taylor fan club says, I have a hard time writing my opinions here because a lot of things I think Amala preemptively says, join the club. Uh, So instead, I'll just suggest a new band for Amala, The Gorillas. Great song since the 1990s. I'm I, sure Amala I the do Gorillas. know The Gorillas. Uh, my mom used to just like bang them when we were kids. So yeah, great band. Great, great song. I'm happy. The Taylor Fan Club again says, listen to Silent Running, Baby Queen, The Tired Influencer. Somehow this dude is still keeping it going. Silent I think Amala is The Tired Influencer after this show today. <laughs> Silent <laughs> Running, Baby Queen. What is that? <laughs> I think those must be gorilla songs. Never heard of her. Okay, interesting. Yeah, but these are deep tracks. Yeah, deep tracks maybe that is a deep gorillas. cut. I'm like, hey, okay, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> uh, 
Gabrielle Etchemendi says, here to support my favorite right-wing grifters. Sending love from Arizona. Hell yeah, we love that. We were referred to in Salon Magazine as a right-wing grifter. Uh, So, uh, you know what? The grift is real, guys. (laughs) I'm just really dedicated to it because it's, it's sticking. Ellie Grace says, hey, Amal and Taylor, as a young woman, I often feel alienated by my more centrist views. You inspire me to work towards discussing these issues with as much openness as you do. I love that. Yeah, you should not be afraid to share your opinions. And you know what? Like virtually nothing's going to happen. And sometimes things do happen. People get upset or whatever. But like at least you did it and you'll feel so much better for having just been honest in that moment. It really gets you closer to who you are as a person and closer to people that you want to be around. Uh, Oaxaca dash Los Angeles says, OMG, that was long. TWSS. Well, I'm not going to explain what that is <laughs> if you don't know. Uh, so exhausting and discouraging for humanity on a road for self-destruction. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I think most people are at least moderate. So that like, gives me hope that like most people are not engaging in, in this way. But yeah, sometimes I watch these and I'm just like, we're in for a ride. My, my job is not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> No, this is true. Uh, Jack Perry, 73, says, I've been listening to your podcast in 1.4 speed, so y'all seem like you're talking so slow. Uh, Oh, he caught up to the line. Uh, Say hi to my sister, Lila, and tell her she's a silly goose, please. Love the show. Hey, silly goose, Lila. (laughs) Thank you for watching. I'm the same way with YouTube videos. I watch every single YouTube video at two times speed, so it's like whenever I watch a normal YouTube video, I can't, and maybe that's problematic and I shouldn't be doing that and that's messing with my brain in some way but whenever somebody's talking at me at normal speed I start to glitch a little bit I feel like indeed I'm the same way podcasts everything um, yeah depends on how fast the speaker is but usually anywhere from 1.5 to, to 2 yeah um, Matthew Kramer says, I find it funny that Sasha and Amber both stated that they enter gay spaces while they have their own spaces, plus they fight to take more of our space. I get what you're saying. They're saying they choose to go to gay bars instead of like going to lesbian spaces. But I guess they're arguing that they don't have lesbian spaces to go to. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? I have never once in my life thought like a oh, wish there was an all black space I could go to. Get over yourselves. Like we live in a society that's full of all different groups of people with all different groups of identity. Why do you need a bar that's specifically for your sexuality? We don't have straight bars. It makes no sense. All bars are by default straight. Yeah, just like heteronormative of you. Over yourselves. Go to a regular (laughs) bar like every other Joe Schmo here that lives on Earth. I didn't realize that. Like I always thought of a gay bar was like gay and lesbian. I didn't realize that there was like you know, beef between them and territory wars a little bit. Yeah, it's just like, it feels made up to me. feels made up. Uh, but, you know, maybe the the including lesbians that have he, him pronouns is a good way to, like, increase yeah. the representation, people showing up at these bars. They just need to Step advertise one. that a little more. It would Step be like one. that uh, job fair that we reacted to a while ago where all these um, males showed up and yep. said, hey, I'm a, I'm a, she, her, I'm a they, them, you have to accept me. And they, they couldn't kick him out. There you go. That's what you opened Cheat it up code. to. Uh, <laughs> where's the love says, no, I disagree. You guys talk at a perfect pace. I'm so tired of all the fast paced short form content these days. <laughs> okay. You get the best of both worlds in this channel. We got shorts, we got uh, 10 minute videos three times a week and we do yep. three live streams a week. So and you can change the speed, speed of all of them. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you get everything here. Full menu. Uh, let's see. Dr. Swain says, any interest in YouTube or boxing? Mm. I've seen those boxing is that matches. Like Jake Pauls, or uh, is that like they do like YouTube ones with like big YouTubers who will get together and they'll train for a fight that happens like you know three months, six months down the line or whatever. I don't know that I would want to do that. If I was ever gonna do like a boxing match or anything like that, I wouldn't want it to be like televised in the way that YouTube boxing is. I'd rather that be like a private uh, endeavor. Yeah, <laughs> gotta make that money, make yeah. that paper. Also, I don't know if I want to fight somebody. Like, I'd rather learn to fight than actually fight somebody i guess you have to fight somebody in order to learn to fight but i mean like that's like real deal getting you know black eyes and split lips and stuff i'm okay without that <laughs> i'll pass i'm a learner not a fighter uh let's see yeah says not sure if i if it was already asked but if you guys watch lady ballers i don't have daily wire plus but i don't want to add another monthly subscription in this economy i uh, haven't taylor has yeah, he I watched it. Right. I actually watched that movie on like one and a half speed one almost. And a half speed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I watched it. I gave some thoughts on the stream on Monday. Yeah. Um, but basically, love the the overall message. It was really fun to kind of just be able to let your guard down and know that there's not going to be some like weird woke stuff coming at you in a comedy film. I don't know when the last time a new movie you you kind of can can do that and right. it's fun seeing all the different personalities you know and uh great like storyline in the macro liked how they all wrapped it up um some jokes didn't land some jokes did uh as it is with with any comedy but you know i'm, I'm glad they made it and it was it was a fun thing so those are my thoughts and lastly i think this might be our last one today abigail says mm -hmm. i wonder if you'd be surprised that a an only fans model me agrees with about 99 percent of your takes Former tomboy liberal with a liberal mom here, by the way. Hey, I'm not surprised at all with that. I feel like, you know, I can get along with a ton of different groups of people. And uh, the more we, like, venture out and find those people, the better off we will be. Coincidentally, tomorrow's video is about OnlyFans because of Ruby Rose and her little stalker situation that's going on. That's what that video is going to be about, talking about the dangers of, you know, being online versus an, an online sex work. So that will be an interesting topic for you. And I will wait for uh, the comments of, of people like you and people who are engaged in online sex work underneath that video because that tomorrow's story is crazy. And I can't wait for you guys to hear about it and to hear your thoughts on it. And with that, that is the end of our stream. We're going to close out real quickly here, guys. Thank you so much for watching. As always, leave your comments down below about all the different subjects we covered today. If you disagree with me, duke it out, but do so respectfully. And, you know, we're, we're always encouraging discussion. So duke it out with each other as well in the comments down below. If you like the stream, like, subscribe. Click the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. Plus, we post videos for you guys every day. As I said, tomorrow's video is about Ruby Rose and her stalker, Brandon. And I can't wait for you Real guys Real quick, to I missed Alex Slusher's super chat. It says, must sure. be another Wednesday. I was looking beautiful as always. And Taylor is cool as always. So we'll take it. Thank you, guys. That's a very positive note to close out the stream. Thank you guys so much for watching. And I will see you tomorrow. Bye.